0: Welcome friends to the Radio Peeps podcast. This is kind of crazy cuz right now I'm Facebook living the group and might actually show up on my timeline, but I'm Facebook living as I speak. And just how to create this podcast. So if you're on the Radio Peeps group, you're going to see this Facebook live video that shows how I'm actually doing it it's a super long thing anyway. Uh, <laughs> this podcast brought to you by gorilla.sound.net uh can't speak enough good things about what matt's doing over there if you're looking for imaging GorillaSound.net. without further ado this is rick daniels from 97.9 nash fm in boise we actually did it in the prod room where i actually learned production i'll shut up this is we had such a good time on this one enjoy I feel like I have a producer, a technical producer now, yeah. but we're already kicked off. That's how it works. And I feel weird that you don't, you're not wearing headphones. It makes it more legit. Do you want headphones or no?
1: No, I'm good. You know, uh, before we get into it, I'll tell you a quick
0: story. We're already into it.
1: I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. Let's kick it so off with the So the guy story. I grew up listening to, his name's Brian Jackson. He it was the morning radio host on 96 WSTO, which is a hundred thousand watt, legendary CHR station where I'm from. And I had the privilege of hiring him to do my morning show in Owensboro, Kentucky a few years ago. And one day I'm in, I'm on the air, and, you know, this guy had been a, he's done everything you can think of. So he knows the stuff. So he walks in to a guy who has some experience, and I've had PD experience before I even worked with him. And he said, hey, why do you have the cans on? And I said, "Well, I need to hear my, you know, I need to monitor myself." He goes, "No, no, no, no." He's like, "Any good jock can train their ears and talk without headphones." So, to this day, I don't. I rarely wear headphones, even when I'm on the air, because if you can train your ears to hear yourself talk and not pay attention to it, that's when you get really good. I think.
0: How do you know when you hit the post or when the song ends?
1: You you, you need to know the post. <laughs> <laughs> come for on. one, come on, you've been a PD. No, you know me, this. No, I haven't been have a PD. To... I was an APD. Oh well, still, okay. every radio person knows you've got to know your format. You've got to know every song that you're playing. You got to know that post. That's true. That's true. I agree. But you got. It's got to help. I'm sure. It, I'm sure it does. And you know, most of my career, I did that. For the last couple of years, I just don't wear cans. Hold on.
0: Let me dig into this real quick. This is mm-hmm. interesting.
1: You don't you don't wear
0: headphones on air? You wear headphones on air. Sometimes I do. Sometimes, mm-hmm. but when you don't, how does that work? Do you just wait for the song to kind of end, and then you just you hit the mic, the studio goes quiet, and then you just start talking, and you just kind of know what's going on, Correct. and you see the countdown, and then you just go mm-hmm. for it,
1: and I just go with it.
0: What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't go, you don't talk
1: along like to the beat of the song, kind of. You know not, what I mean? Not in country, no. Oh, okay. No. I mean, th- there are some country songs that have beats, obviously. and, and Sam new, Hunt! Yeah, new country. <laughs> hey, those Sam Hunt posts, you've got to be careful because you don't know when it's going to creep up on you. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's why I love the country format because you can get to know the music so well and you can do just about anything you want. If you're in CHR or Hot AC, you're exactly right. I mean, you've got to know that beat. You've got to have, like, your, yeah. your inflection has to be match what the song is and what the mood of the song is. And you also have to decide what you're going to talk about with it and make sure that matches as well. So uh, I don't miss CHR at all. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Daniels,
0: Radio Peeps Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to know, this crazy industry that we're in, everyone seems to have a unique story of how they got in there. Yeah. And more importantly, how they got bit, I will say like bit by the bug of radio. Do you remember a time where you didn't love radio and then the transition to just falling in deep
1: into it? Well, let me just say, radio is more like crack. You can try to stop using it and stop loving it, but deep down inside, you love it. No matter what you decide to go do down the road or in the future, there has been a couple of periods in my career where I've just absolutely hated radio, and um, <clears throat> I know every radio person listening to this sentence right now. What I'm about to say is, well, I don't feel sorry for you. I've been through it too. You'd seem to deal with it. Yeah, it's a st- you know the stability issue. Um, you know, uh, radio. I feel like the last 20 years has been more treated like real estate. You know, you buy a station, you flip it, and you make as much money as you can off of it once you do the sale several years down the road or even the next year. And um, I think we're starting to hit a curve where we're going back to talent. Yeah, It's finally starting to happen. It's taken 20-plus years for this to happen. but I agree 100%. When deregulation happened, and this is when I was a child, by the way. And I've just been taught this by older radio guys. When deregulation happened, that's when radio became real estate. That's when people started paying outrageous dollars, like Clear Channel buying stations for millions of dollars more than what they're actually worth. And you can see what kind of hole they're in right now. Um, so iHeartRadio now is what they're called. And they figured out, well, man, maybe we should hire some talents and build back. around that. Yeah, And maybe people will buy that and they're actually starting to get really good revenue but they've got all these you know all this debt and they just can't seem to crawl out of it and i don't think they ever will just in my opinion oh uh, who knows that's up to the lawyers yeah. no care <laughs> you know but they're too big to fail so at some point they're going to get bailed out or you know and you know that might be good for the industry it might stabilize it again um but back to your question you know um i would say in the mid 2000s Was a very bad period for me. Uh, And at that point in time, there was stability in my career. I was at uh, WLBC, which is a a legendary hot AC station in East Central Indiana. And, um, you know, I was just doing all kinds of good stuff for them nights. Uh, I'd fill in for the morning guy, uh, Steve Lindell. And-
0: Hold on. Let me cut you off really quick. Sorry. We're going to go right to where you first heard radio for the first time. Oh, Where I'm you decided, sorry. let's go to that. And then we're going to go back up and creep back up into there. Okay. Uh, and it's we're going to exhaustively look into each one. Because it's really fun because uh, I, I feel like there's a story to each station yeah. that everyone always remembers, good and bad, Lots right? of them. And so we <laughs> typically the ones that suck the worst, right, are the ones that – you know, stick in your mind a lot more. Mm-hmm. You forget all the good times um, until you get going and then really thinking about it, right? So yeah. when when was it that you decided, like, this is what I'm going to do? And How did that come about? Nobody believes
1: me when I tell them this. Age five. Age five? Age five. Um, and it actually started out with sports. Um, the local radio station in my town, WPCO AM 1590, um, was a St. Louis Cardinals affiliate. And up until that age, I loved baseball. Ozzie Smith doing backflips in the outfield. Terry Pendleton. Lots of great players on on those mid-'80s teams. Mm -hmm. This is St. Louis where you grew up? uh, No, no. I grew up in southern Indiana. Southern Indiana. Evansville, Indiana. two, Two hours from St. Louis. So because of my love for baseball... Um, You know, I wanted to get as much baseball as I could. And back then, you didn't have, you know, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, all these networks carrying baseball games 24-7. Yeah. So the only way I could catch the Cardinals games when it wasn't on TV was on WPCO. Radio was the outlet. They carried every single game. They also carried, on tape delay, the Chicago Cubs. Okay. (laughs) How weird is that? This is AM station. AM station, And you're five years old listening. So I got into it um, by listening to baseball games. By the time I was six or seven, I thought, you know, I, you know, I was starting to get into music at a very young age. And um, so I would hear all my friends talk at school, you got to hear this Brian Jackson guy on 96 STO. Uh, what, what's that? Uh, 96.1 FM. So I flip it over to FM one night and I start listening to, I actually listen to Rusty Sharp. That was the first DJ I ever heard on the radio. And he was great, too. Um, <clears throat> one of the best night DJs I've ever heard, still to this day. I've heard a lot of good ones, but nobody beats Rusty. Um, and then I'm like, all right, well, you know, the next morning I'll, I'll listen to Brian Jackson and see what he's all about. Well, his nickname is Beej. I don't know why they call him that. I guess BJ. Um, So I listen to this guy, and he's doing the old-school boss jock radio. It's like character voices. This guy is creating his own songs, bits. I mean, it's just super freaking entertaining. And instantly I got hooked on Top 40 at a very young age. And um, <clears throat> I listened to him from 1987 till about 1998. That's, uh, what, 10 years? It's a good run. Yeah. He had already been on the air for 15 years before I started listening to him. Still doing nights. Wow. No, no, no. no? Mornings. 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 Had, okay. Yeah, mornings. This guy got fired in 1998 at WSTO with a 32 share. Oh, okay. Number Had been number one for years. Did you know the story? Why? I found out later on. You want to say it? Uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Let's just say it's, okay. it's one of the dumbest things you would never, ever, you could ever fathom What's being his, fired for. It. What was his name again? It was- Brian Jackson, you could actually do a podcast with him. I want to. I'll get no. you in touch with him. Yeah. If you want a three-hour podcast, he will give you a three-hour podcast. He's my just friend, these stories.
0: podcasts are all long. They're all, <laughs>
1: they're all long as fuck. But right. bottom line is, it wasn't pretty, and he was let go, but that is the period of my life when I discovered radio. I actually got into radio when I was 15 years old. Really? And I got hired by that small hometown radio station as a board operator. Because I wanted to go in and board operate the the Cardinals games so I could listen to them. Oh,
0: okay. So you were a board op for the for all the games? From age 11 to 13, I bugged the crap out of these people. Oh, okay. And they Elev- got, they got 11's tired. 11's a little
1: young, my friend, to just be on the radio. No, one's Well, they couldn't hire me. It wasn't yeah. legal, you know? So technically, from 13 to 15, I was in there doing stuff as an intern. Through, yeah. through my school or whatever. But at age 15, my birthday present in October of 1995 was hiring me as an employee there. Ah. Uh, and I started off at the very bottom. I'm talking, you know, I'm getting coffee for the PD. Um,
0: Back when interns actually interned?
1: In I wasn't allowed to, allow to touch <laughs>
0: any of the reel-to-reels,
1: like none of the equipment. Uh, the only yeah. thing I could touch is the board buttons to run the games. And start the cart machines, and that's it. And I had to earn, you know, that's back in radio where you didn't walk in the building and you were entitled to anything. You had to earn your spot in that building. didn't matter how big the station was, you know, you had to earn those stripes. Yeah. I feel like we've lost some of that nowadays. I feel it's coming back, to be honest. Yeah. It's making its way back. Yeah, I see
0: companies like Alpha and Intercom and Radio 1. Yes. Um, Shout out to Buster. He's hiring, by the way. So if you're looking for, they're looking for a morning show. At uh, radio indie, radio now indie. Um,
1: uh, Kyle and Rachel are no longer. They got let like, go.
0: Oh, yeah, oh. they just didn't get renewed. They're looking for a new thing now. Okay, um, I know them. Yeah, so if you're looking for a good morning show, it was Kyle and Rachel, right? Yeah, and uh, reach out. You could see the article on All Access. That's where I read it. Um, but reach out. And you can see it's, it's on. Uh, it's on All Access, and then um, you know, one of my posts, but. What? Anyway, what I was saying is that the, the that part-time job yeah. thing, the coming back up, it's happening. And mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy seeing that. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm looking from the outside in thinking, all right, you want to take a part-time weekend mm-hmm. gig? Because, man, there's some people you can make a living doing, uh, if you're in the Union, the sag AFRA, if you're over in the East Coast, you can make some good change doing that. And, like, you're going to have to drive around and you do a lot of things. But, man, if you want to be connected and... Just work with great programmers and just work with a lot of different formats, that's a good way of doing it. Uh, but I think that you're you're kind of right. And I'm gonna hand it right back to you because I I do lots of wonderful, joyous long tangents. No, you're and fine. This podcast's not about me. This is your podcast, not mine. Yeah, no, I try to shut <laughs> up as much as possible. Yeah. So yeah. the first station you worked at is W R A Y FM. Yeah. It was in July of nineteen ninety-nine, so it was about four years. Right after you started. So you're like 19 years old getting hired.
1: Well, I started, um, you know, at WPCO. I don't put that on the resume because, I mean, you know, yes, it's experience, but it's not full-time professional experience. When you're applying for a job, you're not going to put that down. Just like don't put down your college. I'm not a big fan of that. When I would hire kids, (laughs) do not put that you worked on the college station. I want to to see professional experience because I know you didn't learn Jack at that college. Yeah. And I know you didn't learn it the way
0: how we do it. I quit my college station to work here. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, we're recording in the prod studio where I learned how to do production. So I'm getting all sorts of weird flashbacks. uh, We're over it.
1: (laughs) His eyes are rolling on the back of his head right now. I can see the memories flooding back.
0: Crazy, man. (laughs) I have so many stories uh, just in this building, just learning how to do radio. It's just crazy. So
1: Uh, a guy named Dave Kunkel, who is still at WRAY. He's been there for 30-plus years. Before that, his other station he was at, he was there 25 years. Wow. Over 50 years of radio experience this guy has. We call him Uncle Dave in the tri-state area. Uh, WRAY is a 50,000-watt heritage country station. It's not number one. It's not even top ten. But I would argue it's probably the most listened-to country station within an 80-mile radius. Wow. Um, Because they're not directly in Evansville, They don't get a lot of great numbers in the book, but they don't have to because the county they're in, they own that county. And that's what great local radio is about, by the way. Yep. Own your territory. And Dave is no better example of understanding how that works. So I met Dave actually at a 4-H event because I did 4-H throughout high school. Did you? What'd you raise? Sheep, llamas. Uh, we did uh, well. Some people would do livestock like cattle and stuff like that. Yeah, and then I was more into like the corn, the crops. You know, my grandpa was a farmer, so we did that type of stuff.
0: A lot of money in corn now.
1: There well, is. There yeah. wasn't back then, though. Tough times back then. In yeah, late 80s and yeah, that's true.
0: Before they part, very uh, tough times. It got yeah. subsidized and got all the there's.
1: Ethanol. But um, so I met David at a 4H event. He was actually doing the event live on the air. Unheard of nowadays. He still does that, by the way. Um, he was one of the judges, so he would walk around with the judges, literally, with a wireless mic, and we would they would do the judging on there. And, of course, 4-H was forking out big money to promote this with the radio station. So don't believe that he wasn't making some commission on that deal. Um, but uh, I, I stuck my hand out, and I shook his, shook his hand, and I said, uh, Uncle Dave, I've listened to you for a long time. Um, I work part-time at the radio station in Mount Vernon, Indiana, which isn't too far from Princeton where WRAY is at. And um, I said, well, what do you do there? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm a board op. Uh, I want to get on the air. You know, that's my dream is to be on the air. Anyway, anyhow. And I I mean, literally said those words to him almost like desperately. And he said, well, kid, uh, are you a senior? Yeah. Because you go to college in the fall. Yeah, I'm going to go to Vincennes University, which, by the way, has a terrific radio program. Um, Where's that at, Vincent? <clears throat> Vincent's Indiana. Vincent's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he said, "All right, well, come see me on Monday." And it was summer by then, so you know we weren't in school or whatever. Uh, and I had just graduated. And uh, he said, uh, "Come on by. I want you to sit in on my show and watch what I do." And that's all he said. And he wasn't kidding. That entire summer. I sat there and watched his show every day mm. and learned from one of the best radio personalities I've ever seen in my life. Um, he is the reason I've learned how to do afternoons. Uh, he, you know, at, at, at that time, he was probably early 50s, and he sounded like a 30-year-old veteran, energetic, uh, crazy, passionate about what he does afternoon jock. And um, eventually, I got hired for weekends there, And then throughout my two years at Vincennes, I worked for them off and on uh, when I didn't have class and wasn't doing the college radio stuff um, and worked for them. And it was that's how I learned how to do country music in its truest form on the radio, is at that radio station. So none of that new shit. None of that, (laughs) none of that new stuff. That's right. I mean, he was, I mean, it it was, it was kind of a middle of the road country. I mean, they, they still played at that point in time. The new Vince Gill song, the new Faith Hill song, the new Tim McGraw songs, but they yeah. were they were playing the cool classics. You know, they were playing um, Merle Haggard, Hank Williams Jr., old George Strait. So it was just kind of the best of both worlds at that point in time. Um, so yeah, RAY, terrific radio station, terrific owner Steve Langford. Shout out to him. Uh, the Langfords have owned that station for over eighty years. Wow, good for yeah. them. So that that was
0: like a first time, your first full-time gig? Correct. And then your first
1: full-time job was, what was the job title? Nights. Nights? At WSTO, the station I grew up idolizing. Oh, And I happened to come in at a time when the owner, Mr. Brill, forgot to pay a $1 million bond on his properties. And you kind of get an idea where that story is going. Um, on top of the financial problems they were having, he hired consultants, three consultants. I won't list their names because they might be listening to this. But these three individuals are responsible for driving a 30-share radio station right into the ground. Unless three consultants? Here. Three consultants. Why not just get one really good PD? Well, one had been in the print industry, as a consultant, one had worked in TV as a consultant, and the third one, I still to this day have no clue how he was even qualified to work at a radio station. That makes no sense. So you have what we call in radio the suits. No offense, Don Morin. I'm wearing a tank top, by Don Morin's a great suit. If he's <laughs> listening to this, I love Don Morin's suits, but that guy knows radio. Hey, Don Morin is the uh, general
0: manager Is it, for... I keep calling it Citadel because that's what it was when I was in this
1: building. But it's Mm -hmm. Cumulus Mm -hmm. in Boise, Idaho on 15th and Bannock. Don Morin knows radio. The minute I met Don Morin, I just knew, yeah, this guy knows radio. He also wrote me up twice. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I was dumb. I was dumb. Dumb and young, right? Oh,
0: definitely. Definitely.
1: And full of my own self. When you get it's great to have individuals from other industries come into radio. I'm not by any means saying no one else is allowed to come in and try radio out. But a consultant, though, if you want
0: like a consultant, you want someone like my last consultant was I'm going to mess up your last name, Anthony. I'm so sorry. Akampora. Ac- He's the one that does all mm-hmm. the. He, he's he's part of Radio Crunch, and you see him do all yeah. the breakdowns and stuff. That guy lives and breathes radio. Yes. It's nonstop emails in the background. He's like a keyboard warrior. I feel bad for his keyboard. Another he great consultant. So
1: he's so good. Shout out to Anthony. Gail Parmalee. Gail Parmalee. Gail Parmalee, probably one of the best consultants I've ever seen.
0: Good. But when you get these consultants that are in print and all that stuff, like it's kind of like, especially a, a a ways back, like just mm-hmm. moments after consolidation, these people come from print because when this happened, I'm imagining it's after '96, so this is somewhere around the late '90s that this happened. You're talking about? Yep. Come on, are you serious? Like, what? What kind of the shit is PlayStation
1: had a 30 share. The 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 second PlayStation had a 10 share. So, but here's here's the here's the position Brill was in before this all started happening. They acquired two groups of stations in the Evansville market, and they just so happened to get, once they consolidated everything, they had three 100,000 watt stations. Wow. Two of them country, one of them a CHR. Um, and about this time, you're coming from early to mid-90s CHR, which is now what we considered Adult contemporary, yes. Crazy. Then you have the hip hop influence, and you've got the grunge influence. So at that point in time, CHR is quite honestly a clusterfuck. It is, yes. Um, it has it has an identity crisis, and instead of instead of just leaving it alone and letting it work itself out, they thought we need to fix this. We need to fix it for whatever reason in our market that that clusterfuck was working. Mm. It actually ratings went up. Mm-hmm. During that period, and of course, you've got Brian Jackson on the air. You've got a legendary air staff. You got Brian. You got Kevin Osborne. You got Sidney Mercer in the afternoon. Rusty Sharp at night. They're just—it's just an unbeatable team. And you're on there as well. You're doing nights. No, th- on- this was before I got. Oh, there. Okay, okay. So then you get these consultants in the building, and they just in two years just ran this thing into the ground. They changed the name of it, which then created more of an identity crisis for the station. Uh, Instead of calling it 96STO, which everybody in this market till this day calls it 96STO, even though it's not called that anymore. Yeah. Um, They call it the new mix 96STO. And then they start throwing boy bands in, and they take out the grunge, which pisses off half the audience at that point in time because in the mid to late 90s, that was still a big thing. And they're throwing in more hip-hop. And listen, I'm a fan of all these genres, but it's one of the most conservative parts of the country. You know, they say Idaho's conservative. I disagree. You've not lived in Kentucky and you've not lived in Southern Indiana and Southern Illinois. Yeah. Uh, what's the main religion there? Christianity. Any kind it's of... It's Bible Belt, like fire okay. and brimstone type stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I shouldn't apply that. I'm not discrediting Idaho, but when <laughs> I hear that here, I'm like, oh No. No, you've not been fr- from so you're talking like 80 90% Christ- christianity oh yeah and 10% heathens and gun toting redneck republicans everywhere all right uh so anyways so they know, like grunge music they like grunge music all right, yes. right on believe it or not they do it's Get amazing it? it's like it's like the rebirth of rock and roll at that point although we both know in hindsight not really the case but at that point in time there's a lot of excitement around that particular genre you got nirvana you've got um help me out here you've got bush stone temple pilots uh to be honest
0: like i you know was, that that's hard i moved to america in 93 so i didn't really start getting with it until like 2003 oh wow yeah so I you're, went, you're, I you're a true appreciate- millennial yeah. Oh, well, kind of. Yeah. Thirty-year-old yeah. millennial. I've got an identity crisis. Like I'm, I'm half Brazilian, and so I was like the samba, and then my my Brazilian family was just
1: here, and so I, I, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, mind you, I'm 35, so I'm not that much older than you. Yeah, yeah. but you you're you the first thirty-year-old like, millennial I've ever met.
0: <laughs> I, so we joke around with everyone. The joke is that my girlfriend. She's she's 23. Uh huh. I'm 30, and the joke is that we've lived in America the same amount of time. She was born wow. here. So, English is my third language. And yeah, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, it's yeah. like anything like early 90s is just so foreign to me, but I've listened to Julio Iglesias, mm-hmm. you know, like not Enrique, his dad. Yeah. So, that's a little different.
1: So, I got to um, STO kind of after the aftermath of Bro Media kind of folding. And then there was the, the vesture ship or whatever they call it in court. And two companies came out on top. Regent Communications got the two other 100,000 Waters. Mm-hmm. And South Central Media, which is a, a terrific company as, as well, one of the best I've ever worked for, um, they got WSTO, and they could only pick up one more station than they were at their market cap. So I came in the door when South Central kind of had just taken over. Okay. And, of course, in typical radio fashion, you've got a station in turmoil. you got to clean it up. Yep. So... Many speculated they would go hot AC because they already had the number one station in the market, which was a powerhouse ACWIKY, and you're just not messing with that baby. Yeah, that things building like forty five dollars a spot. All right. I mean, just making it's just a cash cow for them. So you don't want a hundred thousand water coming in and you know taking numbers away. So they thought, well, they'll they'll turn it hot AC and kind of steer the younger audience in a different direction. No, they kept it CHR. Uh, They just did a rebrand, and they renamed it Hot 96, which I think that's the only mistake that they made. I think they should have just left the branding alone and just cleaned up the station. And called it what? 96STL. Okay. So when I get in the door there, you know, I'm a young young gun punk. I know everything, you know. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) And I started doing nights there, and... um, and weekends and, you know, everything under the sun that they want me to do just to be there, you know. But, um, you know, I wasn't there very long, and then, uh, you know, I decided, you know, I grew up on the station. I kind of done it, been there, done it. I want to I move up in my career, and uh, that's what I did. Uh, so then I went to, you know, WLBC, which is a whole nother story.
0: <laughs> so... Wait, let, not tell me the name of the city again, because I want to
1: describe it in a map for someone that's listening. That doesn't yeah, it doesn't have WSTO. Yes, okay. Where, well, what city it was? It's in. actually a dual market. Okay, it's, it's Evansville, Indiana, and Owensboro, Kentucky. Where is Evansville, Indiana? So Indiana south is of Mount Vernon. Sh- Indiana shaped like a boot. Yeah, and Evansville is on the very tiptoe of Indiana. So you've got Western Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So if you
0: look at a map of Lake Michigan at the very bottom of the ball sack of it. There's Chicago on the left, <laughs> South Bend, Indiana on the, on the right. <laughs> and if the ball sack was, if, if the, if the penis was facing towards New oh. York, uh, towards the people that say use guys, um, then the, the right of the balls would be grand Rapids. So you go down, there's Indianapolis, uh, down below the ball sack and then Indiana neighbors, Illinois, and then you draw a line in between the state line of Indiana and Illinois all the way at the very bottom there is Evansville that's where you grew up and if you take from St. Louis you drive on I64 east and then you go down I69 you get to Evansville so correct yeah i mean
1: yes that
0: that's your stomping ground what is there a market um you know,
1: uh Evansville used <laughs> to be a top is? 100 market. It, it was did. About the size of Boise, but they've had a kind of an exodus. Oh, what in was the, population. the
0: main? What was the main uh driver of the economy there? What
1: was it uh Company General Electric? Okay. Plastics? Um Bristol Myers Squibb, which is um now Meet Johnson? Okay. Um Fifth Third Bank? Big employer, and of course, all the hospitals there major employers. uh, You know, all the regional hospitals are are in Evansville, Um, and then a lot of factory jobs here and there. Uh, Now it's Toyota, which has a plant in Gibson County, which in Princeton, Indiana, and that is the major regional employer there. Okay, Um, so they built that. They actually opened that plant my senior year of high school. Uh, Two of my older brothers work there still, make great money. But not everybody can get a job there, you know. So a lot of the factories have moved out. GE sold to Sabic, which is a Saudi Arabian company. They kind of cut jobs and trim the fat, I guess. And it's lower wages there. So, um, so they've had a you know a downturn in population there. Um, so I think it's market one twenty now. Oh, uh, it is. It's still hovering. It's it's hundred and seventy five thousand people. That's awesome. Uh, just in the metro. Uh, regionally five hundred it's very similar to Boise, actually, I think you think so
0: it's yeah. at way more um way more religion,
1: yeah, and it's older it's it's a much older area uh you drive through there, everything looks old, really All right. Um, now, the east side of town they're trying to expand uh, out towards Newburgh and Burkhart Road and as a kid they they were developing that now i've I've been there recently, and it just looks like a totally different place, but I mean they're trying. Okay.
0: So again, if you just look at a map and that Lake Michigan, everyone pretty much can, I would hope, pinpoint Chicago on a map. It's Mm -hmm. almost directly south of there. You look in between, like the very, very, oh God, I hate to say this, but the bottom left of the map, people, the southwest of the map. Bottom (laughs) left. Southwest (laughs) of the map, and that's the tip of Indiana. That's what we're talking about. Now, the ball sack
1: of Lake Michigan, you know, that area I'm familiar with too because I'm a gigantic Notre Dame fighting Irish fan. So I've been to South Bend a lot, gone to a lot of games there as a kid. How is that? It's an amazing. Is it crazy? Experience. Oh yeah. Just do they the, do they allow beer in a stadium at all? No, no. To this day, people sneak it in. Oh, that's the way to go. Uh, but don't bring it in a cooler. It's going to be quite obvious. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're not supposed to drink there. Um, plus, it's a you know a Catholic institution, so you know it's really frowned upon if you do that. Now, I'm not Catholic, believe it or not. You're not? I'm just a big Notre Dame fan. Are you Are you influenced by the Christian faith that Evansville... Um, it's like uh, contemporary, Christ, you know, non-denominational... You're a CHR Christian? I'm a CHR <laughs> Christian. Yes, sir. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, that's I mean...
0: Awesome. Oh, by the way, um, I need to not laugh at my jokes. So if I start laughing at my own jokes...
1: But they're funny.
0: They, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, believe it or not, he wrote me a letter. He's starting his first year residency after med school and mm-hmm. he air checked the mike erickson podcast mike erickson was a prior chief engineer of cbs fm with broadway bill
1: lee you know legendary Broadway bill i love yeah, so i love seeing his videos on twitter by the way
0: on twitter normally
1: people see on broadway Facebook. have you seen his videos absolutely i've seen yeah. them. some
0: people think they're dumb and at first no. i was like ah that's uh, i love this oh my god let me see all of them yeah they're legendary I'd love to get him on the podcast, but Mike Erickson was on. He was a chief engineer for CBS FM, and oh. he works for Wheatstone, for Wheatstone Processing. Holla! And uh, mm-hmm. Mike Erickson is such a good dude, passionate about radio. My brother listens to the whole thing while he's moving from Vegas to Phoenix for his surgery residency. And he wrote me a four-page letter air-checking me on a fountain pen with nice paper of how I should wow. air-check the shit out of this podcast. I was like, you. I, I was like, you're not even in radio. But he's super smart. My brother's really smart, and he said, "Do not laugh at your own well, jokes." Well, I disagree. You think so? I think what I you disagree. should do is just have that that planted laugh person, the girl that thinks you're hilarious in the background. Maybe we'll just have someone that I know that thinks I'm funny. The and only reason in the I disagree is that. That
1: I had the same bad habit. Did you? Yeah, I mean, it's a bad habit to laugh at your own jokes, but I have that problem. Do you? So I'm, I'm with you. Oh, so you're, <laughs> you're dragging me down with you. And now we're laughing at our <laughs> own bad joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> God, you reap what you sow. I mean, that's the way, that's just the way it is with your bad habits, but uh, yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to stop with that. So. I hope your brother, I, I invite him to critique me because I need all the help I can get. Me too. I have listeners all the time. They walk up to me. Oh, you have a radio voice. And and I'm flattered, but I'm like, I don't take myself that seriously. I'm like, listen, if they can let me on the air, you could definitely be on the air because.
0: But you're like when you listen to your voice, people think it's fake, but it's how you really talk. Mm hmm. So they think... I don't think it's that great, and I'm not being hard on myself. I think you legitimately have a voice for radio. I don't think so. I think it was like, yeah, I think it sounds, it sounds good. We're in a studio. It sounds the like... The processing sounds good to me. It
1: sounds like a cracked out Rod Stewart sometimes. A cracked out? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's rough. I slur words. I, 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 I don't no. ever use proper grammar. How in the world... I hope Don Moore's not listening to this. He might regret it. Well, that's why you work mean. in country radio, bro. It works so good for you. <laughs> he may that's be like, I... You're right. This guy is terrible. We need to get Notice rid of him. <laughs> slur of words, just say it's my second Cores Light, baby. Here's Tim McGraw. Or yeah. no,
0: Toby Keith, because he always does the drinking songs.
1: Yeah, and I do have that Western Kentucky uh, dialect. I don't hear it. I don't I don't have the twang, but I've got the dialect. Show me the twang. What's the twang like? Hey, hey how you doing?
0: Welcome to Evansville, Owensboro. Like, that's how they talk. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. so awesome.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I, I catch myself like a, doing
0: that. Do you? Yeah. Just do that. Do it for the rest of the podcast. I would freaking love it. All right. Let's do it. No, I'm kidding. Don't let's do that. go for it. Yeehaw.
1: <laughs> Yeehaw,
0: motherfucker. Yeah. Show um, me that lip. Where were we? We're talking about W R A Y yeah. F M. And you're doing nights for four years. Hot, hot, hot. No, 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 no. W S T O. W S T O.
1: South Central Media.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So now at this point, we're at like 2004. So you started at FM until July 2003, or four years, six months. You did mm-hmm. weekends. You did Saturdays and Sundays. You mm-hmm. did a little stint at W-U-E-V from July 2002 to August 2004. Uh, that was in Evansville again. And then you <laughs> maintained a jazz
1: satellite Music. Yeah, you know, I was working at WRAY and I needed something that would pay the bills. Go. So I got hired full time at WUEV, and um, you know, uh, I installed a my I installed my first automation system by myself. By the way, what was it called? Media Touch. Okay. And it took me a year to get that thing installed and working properly. Um I had no engineering background. We had an engineer but he kind of was upstairs all the time sleeping in his office. So I would ha- literally had to drag drag this guy down to get get some work done. Mm. Um but eventually after the hundreds of calls to MediaTouch support which we paid for, thank God, um we got it all working and we put a uh you know a, a jazz works format on there. It's out of South Bend, Indiana actually. Um, WEV is a multi-format station. It's run by the students, which is rarely seen in college radio, believe it or not, nowadays. A lot of it's automated with NPR, and really there's not a live body in there most of the day. Um, But jazz is the primary format. Um, It's the only jazz station you'll hear within an 80-mile radius of Evansville, Indiana. And the only format
0: I'll never work in. No, no, it's great. No, thank you. I love it. Hell, no. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Listen, I'll, I'll say no Listen. to a hundred thousand dollar contract. I'm a young There's twenty. No I'm a young twenty year old. Okay, working on a college campus, you know, trying to pick up some numbers, some dates. Which happens. oh, you're saying
0: for the time being, but not now. You wouldn't well, work. Hang
1: on, hang on. Hear me out. Okay, so they're like, well, what do you do? Well, I'm a I'm a radio personality. Oh, do you work uh, in top forty or country? sort of I I also run a jazz station Oh okay all right and I'm telling you it works they love it who loves it the ladies that they that you're in jazz okay I'm at a Midwest liberal arts college you do the math okay cultured classy beautiful women they want a, they want a guy with some sophistication. Shut up, dude. Seriously?
0: No, no, it works. Come on. A no. liberal arts college in the middle of the Northern
1: Bible Belt and in- The only one you'll well, it's not the only one you'll find, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. The University of Evansville is exactly that and has been for over a hundred years. Hundred and fifty years, I believe. Um it started off as a Baptist college. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and now it's liberal arts. It's now more of a liberal arts call. All right, so it works. So show me, like, so what I bring was the ladies thing? up to the studio. Yeah, this is our oh, jazz. God. This is our jazz studio, and there's vinyl records all over the wall. We're still yeah. playing vinyl. We're cool. We're hip. Sploosh. Yeah, it was more of a social statement for me to run that station, uh, but then about the time I got on an STO, I I had to decide whether I wanted to keep getting chicks or if I wanted to take my career in a serious direction and that's why not I, do both? No, nah, it was too much. <laughs> I mean the it, I would have been working a hundred hours a week just to do both. Just plowing through those ladies. Oh my hard Lord. work. Do you throw your back out? That's how you started doing the Viking in, huh? No, I'm kidding. That's why I have so many kids. <laughs> no, actually I was married, so I can't say that. How many kids do you have? I have five. Five kids? Why does everybody? Do, what is everybody do Five that? There's a lot. There's
0: a lot of people in this world. <laughs> this
1: guy, like his
0: hair's gonna pop off. Like no. he's so
1: he's so surprised.
0: Well, that just means less money for you to
1: take home. Your kids yes. take all of it. Well, I've got four beautiful daughters. Four, four daughters. daughters. Oh my right. god! And then one son, and they're just you couldn't ask for. How are
0: kids. you so calm with four daughters? They love me. Well, I get that, but it's, and I it's love like them. four daughters like, against
1: the rest of the world of boys out there well, trying to date them. And you're just you like, know, no. I've seen some dads and daughters together about the same age as my daughters, and there's a little drama. Yeah? You know, a little not getting along. My daughters love me. They're and here in Boise? No, no. Nope. They're still in Indiana. They're in Indiana. I've only been here a couple months, but okay. they'll be here soon. Okay. Um, They had to finish school. They've got softball this summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Making that move without the family yeah, it's a lot of flying home. Whew. So I actually fly home in a week, uh, to spend a four day weekend with him. So that will be nice to nice. have some time in with him. Um, but you know, for some reason, my daughters just love me and I don't know why. For some reason. I guess I'm a goofball. Who knows? And then my son, you know, he's a mama's boy, but he loves dad time. So. You know, I, 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 I uh, not to get all sappy—but you know, I could have had ugly kids. I could have had just terrible heathen kids. I got great kids. They're just so well behaved. I mean, they'll be kids sometimes, but uh, for the most part, I couldn't ask for a, a better blessing than than those five kids. So, how how old are they? Uh, 12, eight, six, five, 4.
0: Oh, are you done now? Oh, oh yeah, you're yeah. done. There's no more plowing. No more plowing? No. You mean no more fertilizing? No more fertilizing. Plenty of plowing. With the
1: plowing. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. See, there um, I go.
0: Laughing my own damn joke.
1: been divorced a couple of years. Uh, Congratulations. went on a date last night. Did you? Yeah. How was that? It actually went great. No fertilizing, I hope. No, for. No, no. You know, I'm kind of over that. You know, when you hit your mid-30s... The you fertilizing was- or the plowing? Well, well, hear me out now. When you... When you get in your mid-30s, and you're 30 now, right? Yeah. in five years, you will start to realize that things are going to start going downhill for you. No, I'm going on the T. Uh, okay, that's what I said. That's what I said. But then, you know, I'm pointing the back of my head here. This goes a little bald. and Shave it be, off and, and get on the
0: T and just get know, yoked like Joe Rogan. You have
1: trouble getting out of bed sometimes. Sometimes you just don't want to get out of bed. I, I struggle <laughs> with that one right now. Um. You know, then you start sounding like your parents, and that's when it really hits you. Oh yeah, I get, I get it. And then you're like, "Crap, I need to find something meaning and fulfilling with somebody else for at least the rest of my life, or I'm going to be miserable." Date a stripper? No, I'm see, kidding. No, that's the opposite of what I'm what I'm suggesting here. <laughs> no, I don't want any drama. I just want somebody cool and chill. Maybe they have kids, blended family, whatever. Just be happy. Go, okay. go go do shit together. Yeah. You know, and no, just no drama. My marriage is just full of drama. Uh, I'm, I'm yoga, so over that. My
0: yoga studio is filled with drama-free, good-looking women that are also really? deliberate. Oh my god! <laughs> you own a yoga to? studio? No, I don't own one. I go to one. Oh, yeah. Really? I've been doing yoga for a long time. Hmm. Big fan. So, a That's overweight, thirty-five-year-old man could, could he get away with the yoga, dude? There's when I first started. There was like maybe two guys there. Okay. About 3 years ago the Boise State football team oh and defensive line started going to help prevent injuries cuz it's a lot more uh flexibility for them. Yeah. Em. Yeah. And so you see these big dudes just sweating their dick off. It's so funny. And then now <laughs> there's I would say pretty good like at, at least 35% men in in the studio. And no one cares. It's just one of those things where you go there and it's still difficult to this day. So I did a year of yoga hot challenge where I went at least three times a week for a year. Mm-hmm. Typically five days a week. And after you get like, oh, okay, well, I got my shirt off and then everyone's all in shape. and it, No, everyone to this day still is holding on for dear life, trying not to pass out, holding these difficult poses and balancing that you don't care about anyone else. You just you just get out every. You don't think about work, your bills, your mortgage, your kids. You don't think yeah. about if you left the car in park or drive or if you left the the tea kettle on. Who leaves the tea kettle on? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's that where you just like your brain goes away. Yeah. I mean, you still like a dude, and you're looking at these, like, beautiful people, you know, because you, if you're new, you have to look around to see what the hell you're doing. Right. You know, and everyone's cool with that, but, you know, four years in, they're like,
1: David, stop looking around. Well, well okay, so I'll come to the yoga studio, but I want to be the water boy.
0: No. I want dude, the least amount of work possible. They lock the doors. You go in, you can't leave. It's like Thunderdome. Oh, no. You go in. <laughs> Thunderdome, really? I say that, but I haven't seen the movie, but I – I, I think I have. I don't know. Um, I think I have too. I, I think it was like on TNT. Like I vaguely else. remember it. Yeah. Anyway, so like, yeah, I mean, you just go in there and then they say it's good for it. It's like a sauna, basically. You're in a sauna for 88 minutes and you just sweat. And on Sundays, I go at 4 p.m. and the whole place smells like Jaeger and Coors Light. Wow. I sweat all that stuff out and I feel fantastic <laughs> on top. It's great. Oh. Hey, that's where you, hey, you're looking at liberal arts. Chicks, you're a creative dude. I'm a creative I didn't dude. I am a creative i did not say I was That's liberal arts, but they are. No, but you're a creative person. You, you know, know what it's, I mean?
1: If you're a good PD, what, what, what's the number one thing you've got to do to
0: connect with your audience? Choke your staff out once, then they'll respect you forever. Besides that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, what's the one thing you have to what's do the as a word? PD?
1: What's the consultant word for that? Do you know? No. Relatables. Oh, okay. Relatables. Okay. And relatables are so key in life. you you got to find a relatable with everything. A relatable. If I couldn't find a relatable, write that down, with everybody, especially the people I work with in this building in particular, I would not survive. Um, well, another, th- isn't that with life though, just in general, common ground? You know what I mean? Is another word. Yeah. If you can learn to find common ground with everybody you you come in contact with, your life is going to be great. And I didn't start realizing that till I was about your age, about thirty. Really? I just didn't get along with anybody. Oh, you know. I see because that. I only saw my way and I'm still kind of like that. I'm still kind of a selfish person, but I'm more honest about it. But uh you know, the one thing my my dad taught me uh before he passed away was which was about when I was 30. Um you've just got to, you know, you just got to find relatables son or you're not going to get along with anybody. Do you want to spend the rest of your life not getting along with anybody? No. It's kind of miserable. So I could probably walk in that yoga studio, studio or walk in the studio with you. We've already found some relatables. Yeah. I think you and I could get along great and I don't even know you. <laughs> I know. I know. This is well it's that's a great.
0: Because life we lesson. both connect through radio. Like, yeah. that's our relatable, right? And how to win friends and influence people. Yes. If you haven't read that book, it should be it actually should be like mandated that everyone read it. I think school. so too. Yeah. It's, it's I have so not great. read it by the way. You haven't? It's, well, you can just look up the bullet points online, but it's just one of those things where if you're smart and you can get it, then good, get the bullet points. And what's but it called again? To How to Win Friends
1: and Influence People by okay. Dale Carnegie. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to read that. You should. You should. quite honestly, my common ground skills, still a little fragile, I
0: think. I have a lot to learn. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do. I do it with every listener, every remote, everything. Mm-hmm. And every time I see someone, I think – There's something interesting about this person. I just don't know what it is yet. Right. People love talking about themselves. And I think the great jocks out there that always get nominated for the best of Bop 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 City uh, type contest, Mm -hmm. the best of whatever, those jocks are the ones that make the listeners a star of the show. Yes. So it's like, hey, um, so just to frame it, like, hey, it's true. It's like, honestly, my girlfriend hates whistling. I can't whistle in my house. Yeah. One of the most. Fucking retarded. Yeah, right. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You got that flow ride? Careful, on my his hand's gonna come out of nowhere and smack you. No, but I can't whistle at my house, and it's crazy because if I if I, I want to whistle a song, it's fine. I've now succumbed to humming them, and because it's a little bit a little bit more low key. How crazy is that? What's your weird relationship rule? Call me. Ba 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 ba, ba, ba. Call me. Hey, it's Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Oh my God, my husband doesn't let me wash the dishes because he's such a great man. he says enough women have washed dishes in this world. And no, 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 no. Oh my God. That's great. Next song. Like, right. like that, like those are the talks
1: yeah. that win. It, mm-hmm. it Just being that, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where my talent is limited. Honestly. Uh, I let the listeners be the star of the show, but quite honestly, I want to sound like the guy who's just happy to be in the studio and, is there to execute the format? That's what we're really there for. Yeah, of course we got to have a personality. You know, I'm not going to throw just anybody. on That's there.
0: another thing is that with with the uh, bringing talent back and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how many like working this desk job that's fucking killing me. Where I sit there and I just mm-hmm. I'm doing these things. It's just not natural. Sit in a desk and stare at a corner and hammer yeah. out email after email to people that I've never met before in my life. Yeah, and we're doing this weird like. Sir, please, with consideration, consider this purchase order of 200 pounds of papa and then 1,200 pounds of papa for this price. Please confirm or deny is according to your papa. Like this weird business language. Right. For people in radio, they're like, that sounds so gross and disgusting. Or really you want to be on the other end of it. Right. There's
1: three. I think there's three kinds of people in life. And you know what?
0: If you're the other people, that's okay it's not a bad thing in my exactly. opinion. Exactly. There is nothing wrong. But there's people like me that have bad days, have coworkers that have bad days. And then you're driving home and then I punch in an 97.9 and Rick Daniels doing the top five at five on my drive home. And then I'm like, hey, you're happy. And it was like, it makes, puts me in a good mood because all of a sudden I'm hearing Keith Urban. I like his new song. Right. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, God, thank God, man. Work is now behind me. I can focus on this song. And mm-hmm. that's what people are going for. That's the listener there. So that's kind of like the the attitude that I have with my shows whenever I do it. It's yeah. a good thing to have this, this desk job because my next radio job, that's what I'm bringing to the table. I'm like, you may have a shitty job. My responsibility and a big one at that is being on air is to entertain the shit out of you so much that you forget about your shitty boss yeah. and the micromanaging that's happening.
1: If you're there. listening to this, if you're in radio or any other profession, I will tell you this. you know, In the, in the 2000s, um, I kind of got caught up in this... Um, I believe right now we live in a time where there's a culture of mediocrity. And if you do a podcast with Brian Jackson, you'll have a whole spiel on this because he agrees with me too. We could probably write a book on it. But, you know, you don't want to do enough to get fired. You know, you'll do just Mm -hmm. enough not to get fired, but you'll do more than what you should just to get your paycheck. But beyond that, if you create new ideas – well, no, we can't have that. That might require some more work. But if you don't do enough, well, we got to cut you loose. Mm. So people, you know, that's that's a lot of the corporate culture we live in now.
0: Are you talking about like stepping out of your lane? And I was living in that, man, for a long, long time. And you touch on this. This is the mid-2000s. You're kind of in a little slump in radio? A little slump, yeah. I felt like... Were you an APD? Were you nah, just, just doing th- nights?
1: Just a talent. Just you know, talent? I, I was working on WLBC and voice tracking some of their other stations. And I was having fun, but I also felt like, man, this is just not where I want to be the rest of my career. Um, I want to move up. I want to get a title. I want to, you know, do this, do that. And now I'm kind of circling back around from that, back to being just an air personality. I have no title here. I yeah. just, I, I, get on Nash FM and I talk for a living. I show up places and have fun. Um, Isn't that great? But back to the culture mediocrity, If you want to get out of that, you've got to decide if you're going to be one, and ins- if you're going to be inspired. There are inspired people, there are leaders, and then there are order takers. And at that period in my, uh, you know, that point in, in my radio career, I was becoming an order taker. You know, I walk up to the cash register. You take my order. I want a number one. Okay, it's this much. Okay, great. Have a nice day. You know, that's what every day felt like for me. And, um, you know, I'm, not, I'm at LBC, and it, don't get me wrong, I had a great time at that radio station. I worked for Steve Lindell, who's still one of the best PDs I've ever worked for. The guy just knows radio, lives and breathes it, has had that station number one for 20-plus years now. He's doing something right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's an old dog. He's a big fish in a very small pond, is the way I like to put it. Uh, he's, you, you can never let that guy go for any reason. Cause he's just too damn popular. <laughs> um, so, you know, I leave LBC, um, and you know, I just decided there's something more I've got to do. And at that time I was running a little internet station at my house. It's called live one radio. And it's just a name I made up and I wanted to promote, uh, you know, up and coming artists. We would do podcasts, um. The Paul and Tom podcast. We actually became their official station. It's mm-hmm. a very popular podcast in Indianapolis market. Uh, Chick McGee's podcast was on there. Mindy Winkler, Pat Carlini from Bob and Tom was doing one at the time, so we were doing some of her stuff. And um, I got a hold of the guy I grew up listening to, Brian Jackson. He, we had kind of been, you know, acquaintances for years, but I never really was his friend, you know. And I said, "Hey, you know, you've been off the air for." 13 years now, have you ever thought about getting back into radio? No, I got burned bad. Man, it's just, you know, I'm going to stick with the TV stuff I'm doing because he was doing some producing and hosting on TV. And I said, man, I've got this little internet station and I don't care what it is you do. You can do whatever you want. I can't pay you. um, But if you want an outlet to kind of Get warm back up, and if this is all you want to do the rest of your career is just this little radio show, it's your little corner of the world, do whatever you want. Well, somehow word got out that Brian Jackson was back, and he tripled our numbers in one month of him being on that little little internet station. We were getting a million hits a month. Wow. Unique hits. That's crazy. And I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm like, oh, my God. How do I go sell this? Couldn't figure out how to sell it. We brainstormed. Actually, he and I became closer because of this. So we start talking, and months went by. And I was like, "Just keep doing your thing. We're gonna figure out a way to to take this a different direction, and it benefit the both of us." Um. So one day, I got a call from a guy named Stan Barnett, and he was the general manager of a hundred thousand watt low performing station in Western Kentucky, not far from Evansville. And I guess Brian Jackson had worked for this guy for a while. They were friends. And he Brian happened to tell him about the show he was doing, just in casual conversation. And Stan got online and listened to it. And he said, I love what Brian's doing. I love your format. Um, I've got this station. It's 100,000 watts. I'm like, you're kidding me. And they were running a satellite format on it, like a, an Urban AC type format. Wasn't doing anything, didn't even show up in the ratings, Hmm. nothing. Just a waste of a signal. And he said, you know, I've been wanting to do something with this station for a long time. I think you two could put on a great format and do something with this. And so I called Brian up. We had a meeting. Within a week, we had a contract, a five-year contract, to put a new format on this station and get it making some money. And that's exactly what we did. We decided to make it a hot AC station because there was a hole in the market for it at the time. And we called it Q102, 101.9 FM, WQXQ. And put Brian on mornings again, which, you know, it it kind of rim shots the Evansville, Indiana market. Mm-hmm. It gets in there enough to where people can hear it. Um, <clears throat> So we got the word out, and we scared the daylights out of every radio station in that market for three years. <laughs> Was this your first PD experience? Yeah. Yeah? Doing yeah. your internet station? Yeah. I want. I wanted Brian to be the PD, but he's like, no, I've got, you know, he's like, I give 100,000% of my energy into a morning show when I do it. I think that's all I'm going to have in the tank. Yeah. You that's need to tough. program the station. So I literally had to buy the programming 101 for Dummies book and just kind of wing it. So, of course, I'm calling... Guys like Joel Denver at All Access, Any, anybody I knew, I'm saying, what should I do? So my last phone call was to J.R. Ammons, who's the OM at Intercom in Indianapolis, WCPL, WNTR. Yeah. And they've got a CBS station there. Yes. J.R. is just a nationally recognized programmer, have the utmost respect. And I've never met him, by the way, in person. Just talk to him on the phone. That's it. And on Facebook. I said, Jr. You know, you're running a great ship here at ZPL. I love how it sounds. I want my station to sound like yours, but you know, it's like it's like I know how to do that, but what do I do with it? And his only advice was, well, don't worry about what your competition's doing, because I was trying to take on my old station WSTO. Don't worry about what they're doing; they do what they do. What is it that you're going to do, and how are you going to set yourself apart from what they're doing? And I'm like, you're right. Uh their morning show is very canned. It's it almost sounds syndicated. It's good, but it's very cookie cutter. You know, it's it's like what everybody else is doing. Um so I told Brian, all right, let's not go nuts on the bits and the stuff you used to do. What direction are you know, the key was was to get him to go in a different direction he had never gone before. So it's unheard of for a morning show guy to do his own newscast. Mm. They weren't doing news at the other station. I'm like, we need to do a quick three-minute, no more than three-minute newscast at the top of every hour to intro the show. And I don't want it to be a I'm-reading-copy newscast. I want it to be Brian Jackson reading the copy but making it his own thing. And that's exactly what he did. He would insert his opinions once in a while. He's a very liberal guy, by the way, in a very conservative part of Kentucky. So that's going to raise some eyebrows. Polarizing, yeah. Yes, but not to the point where it's offensive, Yeah, and that's the key with him. He, he can get a little carried away sometimes, and if you do a podcast with him, he'll admit it. Uh, t- tell him this story, because he'll be like, yeah, Rick's right. Yeah, I do get a little carried away, but very set in his ways, and that's what I like about him. So that's where we started. <clears throat> then I'm like, you know what? The other show's not interviewing any politicians in this area. Now, we don't want to make it a political thing. What we want to do is make them a friend of the station. Yeah. You know how, like, Butch Otter here in Idaho, if he goes on a morning show, they don't want in any way to create any controversy. Butch Otter is the governor of Idaho, by the way. What well, As a PD, what would you do? You want him to be a friend of the station. Yeah. Because it's a good friend to have. Yeah. I so, want him to say the F word. That's what I'd want to do as a PD. Well, yeah, I would want that, too. <laughs> yeah. We want some excitement. <laughs> so at I'm that laughing
0: f- at my own jokes. Damn it.
1: At that point in time, there's a junior senator in Western Kentucky making lots of headlines nationally with things he's saying Rand Paul. Oh. Happens to be his district that we're covering with 100,000 watts. I said, hey. So I call his people. I say, hey, listen, we want Senator Paul on the show every other week. It's his platform. He can talk about whatever he wants. This is his airtime. We're just going to give it to him. And our morning guide may press him on a couple of things, but we're not going to make it a political thing. Mm-hmm. And this is a platform for you to talk to your constituents. Yeah. And, of course, they said, well, yeah. Yeah, we want that. Yep. And that that boosted our ratings almost immediately because they didn't care what kind of music we were playing. They didn't care what the commercials were. They didn't care what our brand was, our strategy. All they cared about was that we had something to offer them. It was basically a podcast, what it was on air, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Very brief podcast, really by the way. You can't do that in some markets, but I, I get it. So we do that, and then all of a sudden, Steve Bashir, who had been the, the uh, he's he he served two terms as a Kentucky governor, very Democratic guy, he hears about this. Well, I want on your show. And, and that's how it begins. So he had... Steve Beshear... You had you had
0: co-hosts for the morning show Pretty much. with Brian Jackson, and you had people like Rand
1: Paul and yeah. Steve Brashear and other people. And then at the time, uh, uh, Mitch Daniels, who was the governor of Indiana, he heard about it. Oh, well, yeah, you cover Indiana, southern Indiana. I went on there, too. So now we've got three major politicians, and then Larry B- Bouchon, who's the the congressman for the southern Indiana district, 8th district or whatever. They call it the bloody 8th, by the way. Um, he gets on, and then we get the mayor of Evansville and Owensboro. They're wanting airtime. That you would think we'd make him pay for it, but no. We're providing a service to the community, and we're not talking about the typical, hey, we're we're voting on this bond issue, we're voting on... No, you never heard any of that stuff. What are you hearing, mm-hmm. then? Issues, but it has nothing to do with what their agenda what issues, is. What issues,
0: Rick Daniel?
1: Well, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been almost four years ago. Issues. Bottom line is... Uh, they got a platform. We held up a mirror to the community. Yeah. And let them see what it is. Perfect. I love it. That's what a good PD does. And that's the biggest lesson I learned out of being a program director um, was that right there. How are the ratings? Not great. What? <laughs> <laughs> God, you, you know, they, they only kept it on the air for three years. We did We did make some waves, but unfortunately, it just wasn't making enough money. And when it comes down to it, doesn't matter how great you're doing on the air, if it's not making money in this industry it's it's not gonna work. So is a two book market like a
0: yeah two book market mm-hmm. and it just did it did it increase at all? It did increase,
1: yes, yeah, uh, we got up to a five share got up, that's zero right. to five in three years um, Unfortunately, we weren't getting in that great on the west side of Evansville, which is where the most population is. okay. We didn't have a great sales staff. Quite honestly. They just didn't know what they were doing and nobody trained them. So it's not really their even their fault. The owners just it's just unprincipled leadership. There was leadership between Brian and I and yeah. how the station should run on it from a programming standpoint, but it has to translate into sales and we just That's hard. You need to everyone together. together. You need yeah,
0: you know, if you had that great engineering where you can, you know, get someone like Mike Erickson and really dial in everything and then you get a great sales staff because I've 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 seen it to where you have these shit products, shit radio stations, yeah. but amazing selling, sellers, and mm-hmm. you just see them out in the streets and you're just like, what the fuck, really? Like, who listens to that station? Well, quite frankly, better?
1: the station I'm on right now, you know, I, I've been here two months. Nash is is a good is a great station. I love the brand. I love the format. I've done a Nash format before. Um, somehow, they've got an amazing sales team here. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've gotten some endorsements since I've been here. That's unheard of where I come from.
0: We, really? Yeah. That's weird.
1: Nah. People just don't spend money on radio.
0: Uh, I used to sell my own endorsements. Yeah. i just go out and grab a salesman and be like, write that shit up. <laughs> it.
1: Country Stomp, probably one of the best events I've ever been a part
0: of. Explain what that is for people that, don't, that are in this so, market. So,
1: you know, it's, a, it's an annual concert. And mind you, I walked in the door literally when they just pulled this together a few months ago. Um. But, you know, we brought the band Perry in, Jana Kramer, Eric Pasley, and Chuck Wicks. And in country music world, that's a pretty good lineup. Who is Chuck Wicks? Chuck Wicks is one of the co-hosts on America's Morning Show. America's Morning Show! Yeah, you know the jingles. Yeah.
0: Um, Chuck's a great guy. He won the Country Music Award Hall of
1: Fame thing, right? I believe so. He's kind of a young guy. He's like near 40, I think. Sorry, Chuck, forgive me if I got your age wrong. Um, but when I walked in the door here in April, that's when I got here. Um, quite honestly, I thought, oh, boy, these guys are in over their head. Boy, that's a big event to pull off in such a short amount of time. But, man, I got to that event a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, that just shows what kind of gr- great teamwork they have here in this building. So I'm very proud, and I'm not just putting up the propaganda. I'm very proud to be here in Boise. And Good. At- Better at than hating it. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I've seen some cumulus markets who haven't done so great working well together. So uh, not every market is as fortunate as they are here. And even with the other groups here, I can tell that there's some passion and and the the radio folks around, the radio peeps around here care about what they do. So yeah, so I'm glad to be here. Uh, But anyway, so can we go back to the
0: station? First of all, I want to go back and see what happened to the internet station that you did.
1: Did that go away? The original idea was was to put the name of the internet station on WQXQ, but we decided at the last minute maybe we shouldn't do that um, because the station was familiar to the community, the Owensboro community, uh, which is where the majority of the signal was. So we went back to an older name that they had used in the mid-'90s when Brian Jackson did a brief stint there after his exit from WSTO, and we decided to call it Q102. And we got a new logo and, you know, great website. We were the first station in the Evansville-Owensboro market to have a standalone app. Very proud of that. At a time when apps weren't really a big thing, but we made it a big thing. Got 100,000 downloads in three years. Dang. Um, our our stream, we push streaming and our website, our digital numbers. I mean, with our digital numbers, we would have had a 20 share, in my opinion. So I know we were getting listened to. We just weren't getting favored in the diaries because you had powerhouse stations like WBKR, WKDQ, WSTO, WIKY. That's the cream of the crop in that market. Uh, and they're very tough to crack. Um, not saying I couldn't have done it. With more time, yes. Yeah, I, it sounds like with PPM, you would have shot up real high. Mm-hmm. But with yeah. diary, you know. It just takes years to build numbers. And I told the owners, we need another three years. You know, if you want to get near the top 10, three years is what we're going to need. Yeah. And at that point, they just decided, it just you know, was it worth the investment or not? I think it was because our billing was going up. We were starting to turn a curve. But unfortunately,
0: they pulled the plug, pulled the plug and then did what with it? Sold it. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio.
1: Mm hmm. (laughs) Went completely away. And I am not aware of how it's been doing since then. Oh, so. All right. You know, after we got the pink slip, within a week of uh, the pink slip, I got an offer to go up to Marion, Indiana, which is considered part of the Muncie market that was uh, returned to the, the- what market? Muncie, Indiana. What? Ball State University. I still left. that. It's uh, northeast of Indianapolis.
0: Okay, northeast. Okay, and so- that's where
1: WLBC is at.
0: Oh, I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. So Marion, right in between Indianapolis and
1: Fort Wayne. It's the Muncie-Marion market is what they call it. Muncie's bigger, Marion's somewhat smaller, but it's got enough. Po- it's got like thirty thousand people. You know, it's big enough. Okay, so that it's it's two city market there as well, and um, at the time WXXC, which is where I went to, was a classic hits format. I was really confused when I heard it. Classic rock, classic hits. Obviously, it was a train wreck. They had to make a change, so they're like, "We want you to come up." Help us flip this station. You flipped Q102 to hot AC. We want to go hot AC and go after WLBC. Okay. So that's what we did. Um, And I did afternoons there. We put uh, Bob and Sherry on the air. Give me a break. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Very nice people, by the way. (laughs) But yeah, give me a break. Um, So it wasn't the best launch I've ever been a part of, but it's now doing very well. Uh, they're, I think they're back in third place in that market. They had dropped from third to 10th or something. So, you know, they're starting to make money again. They've got a hundred thousand likes on Facebook, which is crazy. That's pretty high. Yeah. LBC has got like 12, the country station there is like 15. So, you know, they've invested a lot in social media, which is good to see. I'm a big believer in that, by the way. Um, so I was there very briefly And um, let's just say I didn't have the greatest time at that station. Um, So I don't know if I should delve in those details or not. Do it or don't. Doesn't matter to me. Eh, Let's just say she knows who she is. Very overzealous operations manager who doesn't like anybody threatening her or her position. I think she felt threatened. Things didn't work out, I decided to go in a different direction. Just put it that way. Okay. I didn't want her job. I didn't care to have her job for one. <laughs> There's like seven radio stations in that building, by the way. Who would want that to What's the name of the of the group? Uh who's your AMFM? Okay. L L C. Uh, they're a subsidiary of Vox. You ever heard of Vox? No. Communications? They're out of the East Coast. That, uh, do they is,
0: own Vox the website? No. I okay. don't think so. Okay, then
1: no. But we put Star 106.9 on the air there. They had a Star 1, Star 92.9 in Vermont, Burlington, Vermont, and it was kind of a copycat of that format. Um, hot AC going right after the number one station. They've taken some numbers away from LBC, and they're doing well now, so good for them. So, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Who's your AMFM? What was the name of the station there? Uh, WXXC, Star 106.9. Star 106.9.
1: Star 106.9.
0: Oh, I may great, be the only great one. Great jingles.
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh,
0: I hate jingles, to be honest with you. Really? I do. Oh, I love. I know they work. I know they work. You know, because obviously,
1: America's Morning Show. Not
0: a, not a fan but of am But not, I'm not writing down America's Morning Show. I'm I love CHR jingles. The, do you?
1: Yeah. You, you've you heard of the K2 package, right? No. Oh, best jingles I've ever heard.
0: Sing some. WZPL.
1: Has those jingles?
0: ZPL got an air check from someone this well, week.
1: It's, it's got that, you know. It's got that signature intro to the. It's like dun, dun 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 dun. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Well, that that's the key to sing j- it, my friend. I need to hear it. Well, that's the key to jingles, though. You have that. You have that key sounder in them, like the Nashville. Oh, Dun-dun-dun. With- yes, That's yeah, that's uh, how-
0: that's Kiss the 92s
1: well that's that's the very similar to the K2 package. Okay. Uh, I think those are real world jingles is what they have. Um but it's dun 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 995 WZPL, you know, like I'm a terrible singer by the way. But that's burned in your memories, you're saying. That's yeah. what we're getting at. As a kid, my fi- it wasn't uh well 96STO had a, probably the best jingle package I've ever heard. Fred Myers has the best jingle package Today's I've ever. Today's best music 96STO. Like, you know, you'll
0: find it at Fred Meyer.
1: And another is they work, damn it. See, WKDQ flipped a country when I was in high school, which everybody thought they would fail. Yeah, they're like they're like number two in Evansville, currently. I mean, you know, you're not going to beat Wiki, but it's a 24 karat country, 99.5 WKDQ. It feels like the queue goes on forever, but yeah. Everybody in that market can sing those jingles. Everybody. Even if you're not a country listener. So jingles Let's do slugger. work. But you've got it you've got to get the right combination of jingle to get your the phone. right one. And some stations make the mistake of just buying whatever the cheapest package is and just throwing it on the air. You're gonna get what that you pay for.
0: That drives me insane. You're gonna get what you pay for. Uh, it's exactly right. And that's why I recommend Gorillasound.net. Hey, yeah, good. Not shameless show. plug. I love that. Uh, it's not shameless. <laughs> I have no shame in that. I believe in Matt's product. It's crazy. Like, David, you Mail the check here, please. There is no check. He's just a buddy. He's Help me out, man. Like the guy's awesome. I believe in it. Have you heard no. his have you heard his show? I have not, no. It's freaking fantastic. What's it called? It's called Gorilla Sound, and you can find it gorilla sound.net. It's on In fact, you know what I'll do? Is I'll insert no, it at the end of this podcast. Up. You want to pull it up? Put I'm it in there?
1: I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, that's right. Wait, We're prod, no, go for it. It's gorilla Oh, I forgot the end. See us DJs. We don't know how to spell.
0: That's that's correct. Well, okay. I won't speak for you, but I I, I I'm terrible at spelling. Let's <laughs> be honest. Unless you're my brother and writing fountain pen
1: letters. This so which is? Like? God. Yeah. got <laughs>
0: 929
1: The bull. We've got. Oh, they've got the WTTS package on here. You, you know who WTTS is, right? I do not. Oh. Play it. Uh world class rock. 92.3 WTTS. Like, that's their imaging. Play play uh, Groove
0: Station. I love the package. This is an alt station. This is off of a translator. You know, the hot thing to do. I freaking love this. Is it on there? I can't.
1: Groove, groove Station.
0: It's not grooves. I'm talking about DJ Grooves. And he's the PD over of Energy 95.7. Forgive me if that's wrong.
1: This is a jingle package. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it should be one for. It's called the app, I believe. App. Are you on SoundCloud mm. right now? No, 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 no.
1: I'm sorry. I'm oh. on the other site. So
0: you're on the website gorillasound.net? Yeah. Then there should be. Go to the demo packages and just hit one, hit play. Is anyone? It's hard to believe. So much great music. It's just not on the radio in Fort Wayne. For years, radio stations around here have been missing out. Until now, we've
1: created a brand. Okay. I'm jealous right now. I want that guy's voice. (laughs) Let's play this one.
0: San Antonio. No. This Arnold is Girl Station yeah. The 210. That's right. The 210. City, USA. We're proud of our culture, our city, and our Spurs. This is Tony Parker. This is Manu Ginobili. Oh. Oh. There's
1: no other city in America like ours. That's why we decided to build a radio station just for you. For you. For you. For you. We see what you're downloading on iTunes. Which songs you Shazam. Wow. Your Spotify playlist. San Antonio
0: is unique. We're not Albuquerque, not LA, not New York, and definitely
1: not the best. DJ Grooves to be live and local. Oh my gosh, Nugget! Live so and local. Right He's fucking genius. in the morning. Dude, that is that is smooth. So
0: that was that's Grooves' station when they launched it. They they played that Taco song for like three days straight. You are going to hear the story? It's on Grooves' podcast when he was on. Oh, here it is is that the app Hola amigos Oh yeah He he played this stunting. Can you tell we love switching tacos? it because we do. From KTFM I think it was a taco for to
1: you. Yes, Energy a taco for you pretty lady I Listen today at 5 p.m. 941 El Taco. It's raining. Ta- El Taco
0: <laughs> He got this song to fucking Shazam in San Antonio. One, El Taco. Really? Yes.
1: Listen today at 5 p.m. For something muy importante. Wow. El Anuncio. Oh my Anuncio. God!
0: Best idea. Listen if you ever time stunt, time. I want to play like same same voice, dude. That's what we'd be having. We'd be having. What the fuck am I saying? but we uh, you call El Toro El Toro El Toro yeah. and you have nothing He's but like luchador fine. songs Spacious. trumpets heavy trumpets big guitars and autistic oh. like big acoustic
1: I say put the macarina on no no just, I, what is that that was good El Taco.
0: it's raining let's rewind instructions I love that it sounds poor. it sounds Brazilian
1: 941 El Taco.
0: It's rain and time. Anyway, the whole point I brought up is because that that fucking production on that is incredible. Yeah, yeah,
1: incredible. I like, could it's I crazy. couldn't do that. There's no way.
0: If you go to my Instagram, you can see a picture of his studio. It's at David J Dickman. It's he's got like this 24 inch like multi touch screen, so he literally touches the audio, can like expand it and scroll. Really? And yes. And so he said it's huh. it, it's like you can. You can fuck with the sound in a way that you could with real to real and you can touch your sound, which is crazy. But which
1: which real to real was, in Cart Machines, were the old multi-track. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how you put stuff together back in the day.
0: Yeah. So, that's where you cut a promo comes from it. Like, you're yeah. literally cutting it and putting it together. I had that realization in a shower one day, and I felt like a fucking idiot, because uh, I've done more than 20 of these podcasts, and it just, like right after, like, yeah. the 23rd or 24th or wherever it was. I was like, oh, cutting means, oh, cutting, <laughs> the promo. Felt like Keanu Reeves, yeah, I immediately turned a shower to, like, ice cold to wake up. Because oh. I just, you know, that was just crazy. But, yeah, anyway, gorillasound.net, and back to the whole point where we got us here is that imaging is so freaking important. Oh, yeah, it's I hate so jingles, important. but they work. And in the diary market, mm-hmm. man, it's just like, you need people to write you down and remember what was I listening to? Uh, that kid, kill, And they're going to remember that. And every time they hear it, it's just kind of another reminder of like, oh, okay, I got paid $2. Now I'm getting paid however much. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to write that shit down.
1: Well, you know, there's been a lot of good formats go on the air in the last couple of years nationwide, I think. And that goes back to the talent coming back in the radio.
0: Yeah, yeah, even even PDs Cause now because they, they were eliminating PDs for a while and the, doing they, regional shit. The
1: key to putting a good format on the air, including jingles and imaging, is you've got to know how it sounds in your head. And the last twenty years or so, we you know I'm not saying all PDs have done this, but a lot of GMs have done this who ha- have no business putting a format on the air. Um, they just buy a bunch of stuff and just throw it on the air. And that's not how it should be done. It's got it's it's the creative process that's so key to making a format launch successfully. And at Q one oh two, that was the first station I ever been a part of, and I'm being biased because I'm the one that put it on the air. Oh, you put a lot of work into it. But I knew instantly how it should sound in my head. I knew what jingle package I wanted. Really. I knew what voice guy I wanted, and I knew exactly how it should sound. I remember Hunter, who was our one of my imaging guys that would help me put stuff together because I wasn't you know, I didn't have a time to a lot of time to do a lot of it myself. Yeah. But I did some of it. Um, but I, he's like, I've never seen a PD put so many instructions on a liner sheet. That's good, though. I would pay extra money just so I could fill another sheet to make sure all the instructions were there. Because I knew exactly what sound effect I wanted. Yes. I knew how long I wanted to, you know, wanted it to be. I If Perfect. I wanted a dry trail out. Yeah. If I wanted an effect on the end of it. Because I knew every uh, point wanted... in that morning show, every point in that afternoon show. Every point in that midday show, how it should exactly sound.
0: So tell me, you, this is like your first PD gig, and you you called a lot of people. So if you were to if you were to just take this next ten minutes of what you're about to say, record it and send it to yourself when you started that gig, when you were calling those people like mm-hmm. Joel Denver and the OM over at Intercom over in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? Is like this is what you need to do, and it could be even just to yourself or any other PD out there that's trying to get their their gig. Like what?
1: Give me the basics. Cannot overstate it enough. Write everything down. It's actually a mistake that I made. I had so many ideas. You know, you get so many ideas and then you forget them because you've had 80 other ideas. Yes. Purge everything you've thought of prior to that. Yes. Now, what I will say is write everything down. But when you write it down once, read it over and make sure it makes sense to yourself the second time around.
0: hmm that's good, good advice.
1: Because, you know, once I did start writing stuff down, I would write it and I'm like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. I got re- to rethink this or put it away for a while. And then, you know, I'd go back to those notes. Okay, how can I make this better? It's so key to stay organized. And, and I know that's so cliche nowadays, but as a PD, you have to, just for your sanity, you have to be organized. If not, you it will become a train wreck it will become a snow snowball going down a mountain. It it will be the domino effect. It will be the worst possible thing that could happen, will happen. And I've had that happen a couple of times at my time there. You know, something just sounded like a total train wreck because I did not write it down. Also, make sure you make your air staff write your show out. And I'm not talking word for word. Come, prep, up, prep it. Come up with a prep sheet, which I have one. I'll show it to you before we leave here. And it's very simple. I write down every, you know, how we have voice tracks. Well, if you're live, it doesn't mean you're voice tracking, but you know we're supposed to talk.
0: You know what songs you're going into, all this stuff.
1: Yes. Get your music log out. And I don't care if you're talking about bunnies in a field, write it it down. down. Because if you don't, you're not going to be prepared for it when you open that mic. Yeah. Because you've got to take a little time to think about how you're going to say it. And sometimes you'll think about it and won't say it exactly how you thought it, but it will sound good. Because by that time, you've thought of another way to say it to make it sound even better and better and better. Process your thoughts, process your ideas, and also don't be afraid to bring other people in. That's another mistake I made in my first few months at Q102. I didn't bring Brian. You know, he, it was pretty much me and him. We had a midday girl. She was there just part time. Um, But I'd walk in at the 10 o'clock meeting and say, hey, man, these are the ideas I've got today, things I want to get done. What do you think of them? Nope, nope, great, Nope, nope. And then we would sit there and discuss why they're not good ideas or why they are great ideas. Sometimes the great ideas he said were good, we would both decide they wasn't a good idea at all. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so Bring you know, people in because ultimately you've got a, you've got a thin staff, you know a lot of a lot of buildings are in that position. you've yes. got to make sure you're not overextending yourself, okay, but at the same time, you're giving the listeners what they want and what they need, quite frankly, because if they're going to keep coming back, they need something from you um. So I mean that's what I recommend. What and about it,
0: music? How? What, what did you? What would you tell yourself? Um, like the way
1: you structure music. Well, you know, I would say, I kind of got a mixed answer on that. A few years ago, you know, you couldn't really measure music listening. Now you can. You've got Shazam. Yes. You've got Media Base. You've got PPM. I, I I believe you know a lot of old school PDs don't like that stuff, and I'm like, why? You've got it's another tool. You've got a measured audience. You can work from that. That's that is a great foundation to start with. Twenty years ago, you're 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 guessing. Yeah. Literally, just guessing what's going to work. That's so true. So, um, embrace those tools. Use them to your advantage. They're there for a reason. They're not there because some. I've heard conspiracy theories as to why we have media base or PPM black helicopters. I'm like (laughs) the government. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? These companies are investing millions of dollars in these products because they know that down the road radio has to get results. It's not a maybe anymore. We have to get results for our clients and for our listeners that's how this industry is going to be here to stay. It depends. It hinges on that. On what? On using the tools you have in place to make your station the best station possible. Okay. It's that simple. Or this industry is not going to make any money. You have to embrace a new technology, whether you're old school or new school. Well, back in my day, we, we didn't even have a microphone. We were talking through a can, and that's how I like it. When I hear that crap, it makes me want to throw up. Give me a fucking break. Get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard.
0: You worked in a lot of these smaller markets, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all throughout Indiana. Yeah. Is, Is there... Is there a difference here compared to there of, you know, this is like market 97? Do you feel like there's a difference between the way people act in radio where it's just like, well, you know, I'm just doing the small town radio thing. I'm mm-hmm. just going to do whatever I want on my show. Forget the rules. I am I know I'm just going to entertain. Get out of my gonna... building
1: if you have that attitude. Okay. Get out of my building. Um Do you
0: feel better you, over you... here with like, there's some people here Let that me are really talented.
1: Boise, believe it or not. Probably the most competitive radio market I've ever Super been in.
0: Fucking competitive here.
1: Oh my goodness! Crazy competitive. There are so many radio stations here, <laughs> and and great personalities that are here. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And on top of that, there are some really good formats on yes. the air. Yes, not one of them sounds like crap, in my
0: opinion. There's that, some regional Mexican that I'm not a fan of. I'm just no, kidding. But, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just don't even listen but, to it. But what does that do for their audience? No, it does great. Yeah. Great, and immigration lawyers are fucking killing it on there
1: I <laughs> know um, uh, I'm serious
0: <laughs> we flipped it we flipped a, hey. um, all regional Mexican one and uh, the bread and butter and the main salesman who's bilingual he sold to immigration lawyers and he made so much money smart move and that was the Univision Piolín por la mañana like they, he, was just, they were killing it and then Piolín got into it with Univision and then they pulled mm-hmm. it and then it was like ah eh, that's it you had a killer morning show mm-hmm. there
1: Pull in number. I want to look this up, but I'm pretty confident that Boise is the same size as Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne? Fort Wayne, Indiana.
0: So So here's
1: my comparison. This is the closest market that I've worked in or near that I could compare Boise to. Um, Fort Wayne, Indiana has maybe three good radio stations. They've got a lot of radio stations there, but only three of them sound like major market radio stations and have that local feel to it. 'Cause there's an even balance there by the way. If you're another thing about the being a good PD, sound is sound bigger than what you are, but be super local. Localism is key. Remember yeah. that if you're looking for your next PD gig or if you want to become one, that is probably the most important thing. A Good PD does Portway in Indiana,
0: market 114. It's a 2S market, so it's a two book market. Yes, metro population 12 plus 453,000. So Boise's, you know, Boise's market 97, another 2S market, and mm-hmm. it's 535,000. But the crazy thing about Boise, too, is that it bleeds over every city, bleeds over, and you're airing from all the way from Lucky Peak, which would be the most eastern side, all the way to pretty much Oregon. Yeah. KZMG, the station I worked at, peered into Oregon. So you get Boise, and let's just go through all the cities, because they all blend in together. They used to be individual ones, but it's just all one big city now. So it's Boise, Eagle, Meridian, CUNA, yeah. uh, Caldwell, Nampa, and then further out, Melba. It's just all those ones, you know, mm-hmm. but they just – there's KQFC,
1: of which is the station I'm on, 48,000 watts on top of a freaking mountain. Insane signal. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I came here, honestly. It, the it, signal? Yeah. Yeah, it's the strong sig- signal. Strong signal. Uh, you know, it's not the biggest signal I've ever worked on, but it gets
0: out. It, honestly, here, it's one of those things where we have mountains. And yeah. so it doesn't really matter how strong it mm-hmm. is, depending on your reach, as long as you get to Nampa. Yeah, You know, there's a lot that are out, like, not on top of the mountain to have a hard
1: time. Well, we with. get into, I think, Ontario. Yeah,
0: you do. Uh, you A l- little ways over Baker City, I think you can a hear A little us. bit further, but they don't get books,
1: so it really yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't so, you know, there is a lot of no man's land, south and north and east and west, but at the yes. same time, you're covering a major population area. You are. And, you know, Boise is is kind of like an isolated regional area. It's crazy
0: like that. Yeah. So I thought Tesla should do a test market here because Tesla would work well because you're mm-hmm. not driving far. Yeah.
1: E- Evansville, Indiana is the same way. It's a very isolated, and it's actually, it's funny you brought up test markets. Evansville is one of the top three test markets in the country for new products. Really? Yeah.
0: Like the Swiffer?
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Well, I don't know if that's specifically, but like a that. lot of car companies oh, test okay. out new I models. Oh, They'll sell it in Evansville first before they roll it out to other dealerships. That'd be cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of electronics companies will do the same thing. Like Sonos, we were the first Sony Sonos market. Dude, I am actually,
0: I yeah. just ran into uh, my real estate agent. He has four Sonos. Those things put out so much sound. They're awesome. If you don't know what they are, they're like Wi-Fi enabled speakers. Mm-hmm. You plug them in and they're like, you can either get uh, like, a home speaker system, an office setup, or a whole bunch of them. But they they run off Wi-Fi, and then you can run off Spotify, or you can run off iTunes. Tune in. And tune in. Mm-hmm. I just got tuned in so I could listen to Big Tom Lawler on WLNG yeah. the other day. Sounded good,
1: Tom, buddy. Who, who, uh, uh, you know who you know who I listen to um, on iHeart Radio, their iHeart Radio app, which is Guy Cumulus stations. But um, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd on espn well yeah he's not on espn anymore he's on fox sports he's on a podcast it's even better yeah the the herd podcast i listen to that religiously actually i need to listen to yesterday's today
0: (laughs) are you are you is that how you do podcasts i know that TuneIn has them uh i'm not sure how that works Uh, do do you have an iphone or i do yes Mm -hmm. okay so do you use a podcast app at all i do yeah 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 that's where i get it there you go you better subscribe to radio peeps podcast who's that again that's some, some douche dick nozzle. <laughs> That's a new name. Well,
1: uh, you know, I, if you don't mind, I definitely will um, obviously share your podcast on SoundCloud. And, you know, by the way, it's great that you're doing this because, um, you know, you've got to find a way to connect with new listeners, even if they're not listening to a station per se. If they want to be interested in something other than their own lives, you know, radio is a good outlet for that TV as well. And guys like Glenn Beck and, and you and Paul Poteed, who is a good friend of mine, Chip McGee from the Bob and Tom show does his own podcast. They are making a living off this. And, yeah. and it's also building new audiences, You know, new revenue streams. Radio has to embrace this type of stuff. And they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of stations are doing good podcasts now, but they didn't quite embrace it right away no so i have a high respect for what you're doing quite honestly i don't have the time to do my own podcast and you just I, gotta make the time it's like going to the gym it's just one of those yeah. things
0: you just gotta put it on the calendar i don't see have anything
1: to say though that's that's what i'm worried about
0: really we've been talking for what almost two hours about radio yeah. i think you got some shit to say yeah <laughs> i
1: do so once in a while how
0: about this indy 500 you went not too long ago how the fuck was that that must have been awesome. crazy
1: i wasn't there long because i had to get to the airport and fly out how many people were there Oh, uh, it was the most ever. I know that. Like Uh, what? I've never been, so. I want to say 200,000. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I could be wrong, but I know it was completely sold out like a week before the race started. I mean, it's the 100th running. Now, I got lucky. My my good buddy, uh, Scott Swan at WTHR in Indy, he was able to get me into the infield, and I got to watch a little bit of the race, but then I had to go. That's crazy. Yeah. So. That's nuts, dude. Yeah, I'm no, not. I, big... I've been to, to some 500s before. I'm yeah. never. I'm not a big fan because I was on a. Oh it no, off. no. Listen, it's not the race. It's the party. It's the experience. It's the party. It's the pageantry. Uh, I could care less about Formula One cars. So, I don't care about that. Can I go there in my tank top, my tattoos on
0: Carb Day? Yes. What's Carb Day? Carb Day is when they throw the free concerts. Is there Protein
1: Day and Fat Day too? <laughs> Carb day. See, I didn't laugh my own. Joke is at. one of the is one of the best experiences if you're an Indianapolis resident, car like C A R. No, C A R B. Carb day. Short for what? Like carburetor. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brr. And what's funny is, <laughs> I think carb. I think of a pipe for weed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a fuel injection guy myself. Um. But you know. Uh, the F1 cars don't even use carburetors now.
0: They're using fuel injection, the, right? Jet,
1: jet engines, yeah. Oh, jet it's engines. It's literally a jet engine, yeah. And you're,
0: see, that's what you need yeah. to start talking about. Is but the old
1: cars. cars use carburetors. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know, I don't even know crap about racing, and I know you that. You just like the party. I just, I love the party. I mean, it is besides the, when the final four comes to town, because Indianapolis is a big convention city. Yes. So, you know, we had the Super Bowl. We usually had the final four every couple of years, women and men's. That's always a big event. You've got the Big Ten Tournament. Um, then you've got the Indianapolis Colts. And then we uh, there's uh, usually a bowl game at Lucas Oil. They rotate bowl games there. Um, but Carb Day during the summer or spring slash summer in Indianapolis is probably the biggest day of that part of the year. Um, hundreds and thousands of people from the state drive there for Carb Day. And it's not even the race. <laughs> That's so crazy. it's the party. Like Blake Shelton was there this year. Uh, they, I mean, they have some major acts come there and perform. So
0: I want to get drunk with Blake Shelton. I'm not so sure I would want that.
1: Why? I think he, I think he's got a little man love in him. What do you mean, man love? You know, say it. Get, get give you a little hug from behind. I mean, he won't do anything bad to you but just enough to kind of like maybe that's his you.
0: language of love you know what I mean there's some people that He's like touchy feely that's like every person that has ever worked at ESPN have you ever station. met Blake
1: Shelton no I haven't I'm very to touchy feely
0: that's fine cool man grab my ass I don't give a fuck oh uh, I don't know man that that, that creeps you out listen I'm not a homophobe
1: but it's just not my thing but you play sports
0: though right you get that it's like a good oh, there was
1: none of that going on when I played sports there's Maybe the other guys were doing that little wanky tanky stuff. I ain't doing that. did well, no. you just salute each other? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, what did you do? It's a good game. I shook their hand. Dude, I was in a swim team. Give him just five. Freaking
0: wearing Speedos and just, bah. Bra. Good job, man. Bra. job, really? bro. Bra. It's no. bra where I'm from. It's bra? Oh, my God. B-R-U-H, bra. Well, you know what? <laughs> Grab ass or not, I still I'd still like to get drunk with Blake Shelton yeah what I was saying with the ESPN thing every ESPN dude is a sports jock and they're all language of love is physical yeah. touch so they feel like they're like instead of saying like Rick you're great on air they're like Rick boom slap your ass that means
1: just as much to them giving that love is just that you're receiving it wrong okay so in the radio world if I want a pat on the back give me more money you want a pat on the back? That's my high five. Like pat on the back?
0: Lower Ratings back, bonus or down below.
1: <laughs> Ratings bonus, endorsement, remote fees, whatever. You'd rather yeah. get the money. I I want the money. So yeah. your language of love is gifts. Gifts, yes. <laughs> I and uh, like, you know, I am a little like shallow. I'm a shallow radio professional. I want the meet and greets. I want the street cred. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about promoting your own brand too. Yes. I agree. And uh, you know, I'm very active on Twitter. And yeah, I'm patting myself on the back right now. I've worked my go for it. I've worked my ass off on that Twitter account the last three years. I, I've had a Twitter account for almost ten years. Yeah. Three years ago, I didn't get it till three years ago how it actually worked, and then I got interested, and then I started using it. I'm almost to 10k. My You're goal. True. My goal is 20k in a year. Um, so. Uh, if you're listening out there and you're a radio professional and think that social media does not matter, I'm telling you the last three jobs I have gotten has probably been because of my social media influence.
0: I'm going to tell you right now that everyone believes that social media is important. If not, then they're they're on the- I've met people who, like who in a said,
1: no, I just don't have time or it's not that important because uh-huh. we want them to listen. No, you don't get it. Like Anybody can get music anywhere they want these days. They're not listening for your music. Yeah, they just want to be entertained. Like I said, back yeah. earlier, it was
0: just like that person fucking hates their Social job. media has been the biggest blessing to radio
1: ever. And it's not because of and the- And artists, and anyone else. It's, it's not because, because of the reach. It's more competition. Just like Apple Music, Spotify. Biggest blessing to ever happen to radio. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Bring it in as a good thing. Because now, radio companies have no choice but to go back to talent. Yes. It's kind of like what comes around goes around, you know? Um, you know, when clear channel was buying up all those stations in the nineties and, and early two thousands, they had nobody else to compete with, but other radio companies. And now they have to, ha- they, they've been forced to create an app with their own streaming services, which is probably making them a lot of money now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their personalities are key to that. iHeartRadio app. If you look throughout that app, You don't really see stations anymore. You see people in there that people want to listen to.
0: Um, Some of my favorite personalities are ones that they don't even blow up as much. Yeah. JoJo, Wright. Oh, JoJo's great. I love JoJo. JoJo. Yeah. And then there's uh, Toby Knapp. Who's that? Toby Knapp's down in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Um, But they all, like, voice track each other's stations and stuff, right? That's okay. They're PC
1: jocks. It's great. Liz Bethany. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You know what? Um, when when I worked with Brian in Owensboro, I got this thirty minute rant on why voice tracking is the devil in radio. He's an old school guy, I I get it. Listen, I beat you, it out of him, by the way. So let's talk about like when you were a
0: PD. Like you you had a midday chick that was only part time. I don't know what you what you do for afternoons. I was live. You were live on afternoons. Some days. So you had. And so here's the end. <laughs> you're PDing though. Right. And mm-hmm. it, but you only have so much money that you're, you're going for. And, then you and I only so have mu- so much time. You don't have so much time and you yeah. have to write the promos and do Go the promotions to and do all the shit. Right. And yeah. so like sometimes having a voice tracker is going to be great. Right. Or mm-hmm. you get someone that's like does nights on one station to do midday. on station. I another just don't station. get it. I get it.
1: I just don't get it because you know, um, how, how couldn't you do it better than voice tracking? Yes, you can make it sound live. Don't be an idiot and point out weather and point out things that variables that might change.
0: Wait, what are you asking? What are you saying?
1: Like, well, you know, Brian's Brian's argument to me was, and he might discuss this with you, is well, it's not live, it's not authentic. It's you can't talk about the weather, you can't talk. And I said, well, first of all, if that's all you have to talk about is the weather, that's a major that's you a problem. problem. Yeah, you can put engaging content. On voice tracking and make it sound live and what difference does it make if you recorded it one hour ago now if you did it days ahead of time yeah that's a problem
0: the, the problem comes when they get a lazy voice tracker does not give a shit exactly like if you want to hear what voice tracking is all about look and listen to nick wise's podcast about when he started Uh, voice tracking for channel. He said that he spent more time doing the voice tracks than it would to actually do a show. It would have been easier to do the show live. And I've had so many of those voice track sessions. Mm -hmm. And that's where people are. I voice track so many shows where you are sitting right now. Be smart about it. And just, you gotta, well, you gotta get it perfect. That's a chance to get it just
1: perfect. Well, no, 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 no. And make it
0: sound great and entertaining and local and all that. I don't
1: agree with that you gotta get it perfect. No, don't get it perfect. Make it sound like you're doing a show.
0: That's what, I, that's what I'm saying to me, but I'm my own biggest critic. So for me to sound perfect,
1: it's a... Uh, don't, know. you don't want to sound perfect. Oh my perfect. God, it
0: was the best fucking break ever.
1: Don't our, Listen, I guarantee you, Joe Listener, if I knock out a ramp and didn't make one mistake and I sounded like the greatest DJ ever in fucking time, that Listener's not going to give two shits about that.
0: And that's, that's fine. As long as they're entertained. I don't give a shit if they feel good about it or not or think that I'm great, I want right. to meet my own expectations, and if I hit those marks that I knew that I'm, one, entertaining someone, I'm being polarizing, yeah. and they are they're they like the station and the content. That's it's what great
1: that you it. set the bar that high. All, everything below that first statement I agree with, but setting the bar for yourself, take that out of the equation because it doesn't matter. That does not matter. All that matters is the other things you listed, being polarizing, being entertaining, and giving them something to huh. keep them coming back. Don't put too much pressure on yourself because if you do, it becomes not fun anymore.
0: Yeah, that's true, and I've struggled with that in my you know, life.
1: But still, I gotta have goals, man. That's just the way I yeah operate. set goals. But instead of putting that energy into putting all that pressure on yourself, put it into other things like expanding your social media reach. Um, you know, go nowadays. I mean, when when Twitter and Facebook and Instagram first started ten years ago, or however long they've been, I could be wrong about those numbers, that's but it's been time. a few years. Yeah. You know, the, they would come to you because they were looking for new people to look at. Now you got to go after them. And it's no different than radio. You've got to be a digital PD for your station and for yourself. So, on top of the on air shift and programming your radio station and coaching your air staff, you've not only got to coach them there, you got to coach them digitally too. You got to coach yourself, you got to coach yeah. the station, and then put out great content. So, if you're a modern PD nowadays, that's a lot.
0: Here, here's here's what I offer on my resume, because I agree 100%. One, I'm a mixer. I can do a mix show. I've been a nightclub DJ for almost 10 years now. I do videos, mm-hmm. and on our last cluster, we had a video that I made that aired on CMT Music Awards. Oh, like a wow. Super That's impressive. Fun. Super fun creating that one with our old promotions director, Ben Bieri. And then on top of the video and the mixing, I was an APD. I scheduled music. And then we went through an automation flip. Have you ever been through one of those? Oh, yeah. Good God, man. What a learning experience. Tell me it is, was right? wide orbit. It was into wide orbit, yeah. Wide orbit's one of the easiest to flip into, I It was think. great. It was so great. Yeah. And then I went through a station flip as well. Mm. And station, a, flipping <laughs> a station and stuff, you know, and uh, I remember I did all this stuff and I didn't send anything to, uh, to dispatch because, you know, you got to send it to the dispatch, so it goes into the network. And we're like, all right, we're launching in an hour. And I was like, all right, I got almost all this done. Like, have you sent any of this to dispatch? And I was like, no. Mm. So we hit send to dispatch. It was literally a race, a countdown between it running through all the imaging and then all of the Citadel corporate, like, listening to the launch of this station. And MJ, who you met, or Maddie, yeah. was he was in this podcast not too long ago that worked at 931. He had to launch a station and fire off every element just with the board, old school style. He's like, fuck it, I'm doing it old school. (laughs) And he did it and it started loading. And he's like, oh, thank God. Oh, you got those EOMs right. And like people were listening and they're just like, oh. But no one knew, right? No one in corporate knew until that happened. Now they know. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Anyway, that's kind of like the experience that I kind of bring to the table from... From doing it. But yeah. man, I will tell you that doing the one of the biggest things that I learned being that digital PD position, which you were the digital PD for a cluster, uh, when was that? Well,
1: you know, I, like I've done it three times actually.
0: Three times. To- when you were the operations manager? Yeah. What, Sika?
1: Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, That's well, where we did the wide It order. was just a two station cluster there. Uh, but you know at uh, q102 star 106.9 we had seven stations there I was in charge of all the that social means media
0: seven websites seven social media yeah. things and getting unique hits and, and coaching staff yes and one of the crazy things with is with doing that is you figure out real quickly once you get your first mm-hmm. uh cease and desist you know or where to get all the all the pictures you can get them off Wikipedia, and you're not going to get sued because it's it's free yep. it's uh, free rights. When you do a Google image search, you can go for uh, you can select to only view pictures that don't have any copyright yeah. attachments. And you learn how to blog, and you turn out to say, according to this, it's been reported and allegedly, and all these different words. Right. That alone, oh my god, being a digital PD makes you a genius. VJ Dawes do does a good job with that too.
1: too. I, you know, uh, Matt Nielsen, who's by the way a great promotions director. I love working with Matt. He's got a lot on his plate, and I said, hey, listen, I've got you know a lot of experience with social. Do you just want me to handle Nash? Yeah, I'll take it. Because for him. He's got to run six radio stations. Yeah, here. that's tough. So I not only do I do you know my own stuff on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, I do Nash as well, and I've been building those platforms. Yeah, um, scheduling them out. Well, and you know sometimes you just got to find the right opportunity to post too. You know, when I took my You'd journey up to Table Rock, sweaty, my fat ass is tired, but I'm like, this is a great moment to catch because everybody that comes to the Treasure Valley needs to go to Table Rock. So I I got I've to gotta, hike
0: it not drive it
1: Chris Cruz I've got a uh no I drove it Did you? Yeah. You fucking... Chris Chris Cruz drove it, too? Oh, I got to hit him up on Facebook.
0: (laughs) What the fuck is that about? We're from the Midwest, man. You guys are lazy as fuck. Just hike it. We're from the Midwest. We don't do that.
1: You eat deep fried cornbread? Is that what it means? Yes. Okay. And and brain sandwiches? You You ever had a brain sandwich? No, I haven't had a brain sandwich. Oh, you got to go to a fish fry. Okay. Have a brain sandwich. It's good for you. Okay, I'll deep fry some kale. Um, Maybe you'll like that. Some deep fried... some deep-fried turkey legs and I'm talking like the gigantic yes I love those that's a Midwest and they thing. make my hands look so small uh let's see what else <laughs> uh fried corn on the cob deep mm. fried mayonnaise balls mm. everything's deep fried in
0: the Midwest it it's apparently once you get what west of the Missi- east of the Mississippi everything's deep fried oh yeah
1: swing it up yeah. down you got to stay warm there too you know the weather can change at any moment in the Midwest. And actually, that's why I like Boise. You guys don't get tornadoes here? No, we don't. You don't get hailstorms? Yeah, we got it too easy over here.
0: We got wolves, though. The wolves will bite your fucking dick off. Oh, I'm not worried. We, we got No, those Canadian wolves, the ones that are really big. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Make, we got coyotes. Down. Yeah, but they're tiny. Mm-mm. Coyotes? No?
1: You ever seen a coyote? I have not. Oh. I mean, they're not going to take on that wolf, that Canadian wolf. No, the Canadian wolf would tear that coyote's ass yeah. up. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, ass first. Yeah, but uh, we've got—I uh, don't know—we got possums, we got raccoons. That doesn't scare me. Wild turkeys will tear Rabies. your wild Scary. turkeys will tear your ass up. They've got talons. What? Okay, yeah, got I'd wild choke That bitch out. No, you wouldn't. No, no? that turkey would eat you alive. <laughs> How do you hunt turkey? Is it with a shotgun? With a gun? With a shotgun, though, right? You take
0: that thing down immediately. Yes. But you're scared of turkeys? Yeah, Hold Hold a little bit. About. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Have you been turkey hunting? Uh, I've had one attack me. No! Yeah. How was that? I, I took off. It's like your own version of the Revenant. Those <laughs> things are fast. They are
1: so fast, and they can't fly either. Do When they attack you, do they gobble? No, I don't, I don't remember that part. No? How crazy would it be if you were I terrified. just remember flapping its wings and in like a beeline towards me. How old are you? Uh, 12? 12, oh, 13. okay. I mean, we're out hunting like four in the morning. Oh, you were hunting for turkeys. Oh, yeah.
0: Did you have a gun on you at 12 yeah. at this? Yeah, but... Uh, it's I, too late. He I wouldn't have got that shot off in time. There, he, there's fl- no way. He flanked you and started mm-hmm. just fucking mm-hmm. you up. We got in this territory. I think... What happens then? No one can shoot at the like the turkey and save you.
1: Yeah. Did you wrestle a turkey? Well, I was by myself. Hunting by yourself my, my at dad, My dad was in a tree stand. I got out to pee... And all of a sudden, I walk in these bushes, and there's these turkeys there. Oh, no big deal. I'm 12. I don't know that they're territorial. So I take off. You pissed on their house, man. Pretty much. I might have pissed on one of their little ah! baby turkeys. Heck, I don't know. Oh, God. But I hear this flapping, and I turn around, and this thing's coming at me, and I just took off. As far as I could run, and eventually I looked back, and the turkey was not behind. Oh, me. so it didn't it didn't scratch you or anything. No. no okay. No, no, God, no. that would have been like you would
0: have been scared. But, of but if you've hunted
1: turkeys, you know they have large talons. I, mean, I
0: never have. Oh, I want yeah. to get into hunting so badly this year, and I apparently I missed the draw. I guess that was like yesterday, mm-hmm. and I got really really pissed because that was like one of my goals. The but the uh, what now is like there's some sort of lottery to get your tags and all that stuff, and oh. everyone got their tags drawn yesterday. And I didn't know. And I'm just, I have a hunting knife and I'm going to go get, I think this weekend, hopefully, uh, I'm going to do another podcast tomorrow uh, for Rob Z Radio. Okay. Uh, but that's just his podcast. We're talking about like meditation and stuff. I'm talking about like yoga <laughs> and shit. I know. Uh, I'll sell you some crystals after this. Are, are the show. you guys going to
1: be like, home? No, people give shit. All right,
0: listen, I just listen to that one and then we'll talk. It's about a new app called Headspace. It's great. But all my to do list is. To go get a hunting passport license. The only okay. thing is, is I never got my hunting license when I was in the military, which means you don't have to go take hunter's Ad. Now I need to take that stupid fucking course when I have shot more rounds than any normal human. There's but,
1: no hunter's ed in Indiana. There's you, none. You just pay for your license. Oh yeah, but it's not. Is it like deer hunting or elk or uh, deer? Well, deer season gets in in the fall. Um, turkey seasons in the fall too. And then, um, and now, now during the fall in Indiana, it's bow season. Okay. Oh, that's that'd be fun for me. Shotgun season so. is in the summer, like spring, summer. So it's it's a little weird there. And in fishing, you can't get your fishing license until April. So you know you gotta wait if you gotta renew, you gotta wait till then. But then you gotta renew every I think it's five years or something like that. But hmm. in, right. Indiana is a little more lax on that. Um, there aren't, I will admit there aren't as probably many hunters in Indiana now as there are in Idaho. There's a lot of hunters.
0: Yeah. If you take Idaho and you flatten it out, the surface area is bigger than any other state in the lower 48. Wow. Yeah. So that's like Texas. Basically Montana.
1: Well, what's the biggest state? California? No, Texas. Yeah, it is Texas. Well,
0: it's Alaska, but you know, in the lower 48, it's Texas, but Texas is flat Mm -hmm. and Idaho's got curves to it. So it's, you know... The mountains and elevation and all if that. You, stuff.
1: If you if um, you flatten Alaska though, because Alaska has a ton of mountains. Yeah. Uh, Alaska,
0: if you put it in, will be from the reach, reach of like Detroit down to Texas, and then that little like hook. that's so to sp- like uh the Aleutian Islands. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Really? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. All right. The Aleutian Island. Are you fucking with me or <laughs> no? <just> like- <laughs> I've been to Alaska. My aunt lives there. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Aleutian Islands will go all the way to like California. Yeah. So it's just,
1: it's fucking massive.
0: Yeah. Anyway. And, right.
1: o- and only like, I think it's only like 7% of Alaska is inhabited.
0: Yeah. The rest is yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Did and, you see that? And oil. And uh, oil. Uh, oil. Okay. And so trees. I want to, we want to wrap this up with one question I always ask someone. And that's if you had, if if you type in google.com and you see, this is that Google Doodle, right? He's typing it in. Google.com. You see the Google doodle there and then search bar and I am lucky and search underneath it. Yeah. That whole page, you get it for one day. You can do a link. You can do a video. You can do a, a splash page. You can do whatever. You get that for one day. Tell me what that page looks like. Describe it
1: to me. Ooh. I would say yeah. it would all be about my kids. You want the whole world
0: to see the face of your kids? Yeah. There's a lot of perverts out there, man.
1: There are. But, um, I guess a thank you to your kids or like, I love my kids. You know, one thing I teach my kids is, uh, you can't live. I don't use the word fear. I don't use the word hate. I don't, I don't believe that you should use those words because, um, you just can't live your life that way. Uh, you can have feelings about things. You can have different opinions, but I don't let my kids hate things and I don't let them fear things. They've got to learn to live. Mm. And I feel like that in this, everybody wins society we have. It's, it's uh, crippling our, our youth in, into thinking that they just can't accomplish things. They can't overcome things. Um, and only get, You hear all these inspirational stories, which are great, by the way, on all these TV specials and sports and whatever, uh, how they overcame this, the odds, but not everybody does, or most people don't. I, I actually don't believe that. I think anybody can accomplish that. Um, so, you know, I teach my kids not to live that way. And not to be afraid to show themselves, uh, b- b- given the lifestyle that I live, I have to be a public figure. You know, I have to be a, not afraid to show who I am or what I'm about or what I believe in sometimes, whether they like it or not. Um, and I plan on, you know, letting my kids live that kind of life too. Uh, be assertive, go for your goals. Yes, you're going to have some hard fucking shit to deal with in your life that just happens to everybody, but you will accomplish what you want to accomplish. Um, we, we could probably do a whole other podcast on my childhood. You know, I had a pretty rough childhood. Um, I had, I had a PD tell me at the age of 25 that I would never make it in radio. That I was always going to be stuck in a little shitty night show in a small market. And I'm okay with that, by the way, as long as I'm doing what I love, I'm okay with that. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I've had that been told to me. That was kind of an eagle killer for a while. You know, it it hurt. You know, I didn't show it, but it hurt. Uh, eventually, I said, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. You know, fuck that guy. Exactly. He's still stuck at his shitty afternoon show, by the way, in that small market. Well, And, more and importantly, he hates his job. He doesn't even belong negative. in radio. Doesn't even belong in radio. He's he needs to go find something else to do. Fucking negative person. He hates his life, so yeah. he'll tell you something real shitty. that Exactly. But, you know, outside looking in at that point in my life, that's all I knew was small market radio. So for me, he was like a giant figure. Yeah. And I beat the shit out of that guy. You know, I've, I've gone a bunch of different places since then and done some pretty cool stuff, and I'm very proud of it. And I hope maybe he'll change his view on life, and he'll go do the same thing. I wish that for him. But if you want to be stuck in that culture of mediocrity the rest of your life, then you're going to reap what you sow. And I don't plan on doing that. I want to keep moving forward and, uh, you know, do radio the rest of my life. So there you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to
1: die in this chair.
0: <laughs> It'll be disgusting. Not the chair you're in per se, but in radio. Yeah. I always told people that the idea of retirement in radio is asinine to me because I love it so much that it's mm-hmm. my hobby. Like outside of radio, I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. and. That's something that I just enjoy. And I just enjoy talking with people and just talking radio, shooting the shit, finding out about people's stories like yeah. that. You know, and I just, the idea of not doing it, it's, it's <laughs>
1: fucking crazy to me. The other key is um, to add to that, you know, before I, you know, I live 2,000 miles from my kids right now. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, not gonna lie, it's rough. I'm used to being around my kids every day. Um, you know, before I made the decision to come to Boise, And I sat down with my kids who are, by the way, old enough to decide whether they will support something or not. Uh, And, of course, my ex-wife was in on it. And I said, you know, you know, I've got this offer to go to Boise. It's a long ways away. What do you think? Yeah. And my 12-year-old said, Dad, you know, if you, I don't know what else you would be doing besides radio. Yeah. I can't imagine you doing anything else but this. That's amazing support. You know, um, that right there told me. Uh, they all supported it. And of course, they all said, yeah, you know, go do it. We'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Now, they actually might be moving out here. So that'd be kind of a cool thing because Idaho is be a cool. great place to live. Fantastic for family.
0: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of those markets where you could stay and milk it forever. And, and I've thought about like, that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've thought about it too. I'm probably not going to And there. right now, the position I'm in, uh, I will be honest, I'm having fun again. You good. Know? Good. You're no, not fucking busy like you No you're PD doing your show? stripes. You let somebody else worry about that. Well, you got a fantastic S- PD. You yeah, do. Hank's great. I love Hank. Um, he. It doesn't even feel like he is
0: a PD. That's uh, good. That's. I think that's the key to like leadership nowadays. Just mm-hmm. autonomy and letting your staff. You give them an expectation and then let them execute it the way they want. Yeah. As long as if they want to fuck, come in at midnight and do it. So what? Let them yeah. fuck come in at midnight. Hank
1: is. Uh, I always uh, tell Hank, uh, Hank, you're full of humility. You know, and he is, um, you know, he's he's been some places, trust me. He's told me where he's been, and it's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> that guy's I mean, been some him. places. Yeah, tell him that I'd like to have him on this podcast as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure he would. All right, Rick, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm like an hour <laughs> late, and my girlfriend's like, where the fuck oh, are man. you? Oh, man. It's cool. NashFM979.com. Rick Daniels is the Afternoon Drive host. Yeah. You can see his website. It's not done yet, but you're working on it. On air with Rick on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even on Snapchat, he got them all the same one. On air with Rick. Yes, oh A-I-R. air What the fuck is wrong with me? O n a i r w i t h r i c k, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, dude, thank you so much for your time. Hey, I'm just like welcome to Boise. Awesome. I saw you moved in here, and I was just like, man, like. I got, I got to do more local people. It's so much more fun to be able to do it in a studio and be able to pull up shit. I, you like know, that. it's
1: going to be fun. Um, I've worked at another Nash FM station in Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be fun pushing the brand forward in Boise. I, bu- I really believe in the brand, really believe in the country for life lifestyle, and there's a lot of that here in Boise, so it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people here in Boise don't know the redneck, but they're redneck. <laughs> I don't think they're redneck
0: here. There's a little country like people. people. I disagree. I I think they're hill jacks. Hill jacks. Where I'm from, we're rednecks. Oh, okay. I'll take hill jack. I'm hill jack. Hill jack. Yep. All right, Rick, thank you so much for your ta- time.